The Heroes Therapy Chair is the Heroes of the Storm podcast on the Anchor.fm platform. Hey, welcome, welcome, welcome to the Heroes Therapy Chair. <laughs> Chair? It was changed. It was a couch well, yesterday. Couch. <laughs> or not yesterday, yeah. a week ago. I, I feel like we should change it to a C word every time. Oh, I'm good with couch. Me too, but I have to. Stick I gotta write it down. If I don't write it down, I'm just gonna try to think about it. And then I'm gonna I know you, you. You paused a little, a, a few seconds longer that time because you're so used to saying "mastering the storm." You know, I've I've sensed it in the air. Yeah, we developed habits already. <laughs> I know. 18 episodes or 19 episodes in, I we know. developed a habit. Now we can't. It's gonna. It's like you know, we have to figure out how to replace it or something. I know. So. I mean, we already got to talk about a new logo. I can't even. You know. I'm, I'm trying. I have an idea of something, but I don't really know. The couch. Yeah, Maybe right. Couch. Exactly. <laughs> Woo. If we, too bad we, we should get Negative Pro to to draw us the stick figure. Chalky he would do it for us if we asked him. I'm I know. Sure he would. <laughs> It'd be funny. <laughs> but we could uh, throw some money. We could throw some throw some donations in his bin or whatever. <laughs> all right there, you go. Support creators. Us, us starving anyway. artists. <laughs> So let's do this again. Hey, welcome, welcome, welcome to the Here's Therapy Couch. Boom. I'm your doctor, Dr. LDAP. And I'm Dr. <laughs> Wenzeltron. With no PhD or anything like that. <laughs> At least you got a, you're, you're, fin- you're finishing up the college degree there. Yeah, I'll have a bachelor's. I'll, I'll tend to be an engineer of some sort. You know, we could just say that we, we mailed We did the mail order. Uh, there we go. <laughs> I mean, it technically comes in the mail, right? So kind of, kind of do do that. <laughs> what was your dissertation on? Here's the storm. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you get started? Here's the storm. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> PhD insult. That's true. That's a good one. PhD insult. Yeah. Ooh, that should be our tagline. There, there you go. I like that. PhD in salt. Our PhDs are in salt. <laughs> and we just got to steal the salt emoji. Or salt therapy. Or yeah. salt therapy. There you go. Oh my God, we're figuring it out right now. Collaboration at its finest, people. In action. <laughs> you tune in for Here's Podcast and you got a bunch of <laughs> idea generation. Yeah. <laughs> Full of action packed ideation. Woo! Um, so I, I do have a confession to make about this week. What's that? I haven't really, I haven't really played any Heroes of the Storm this week, but I'm, that I can recall. <laughs> um, yeah, I played about four games. I think I'm actually mm. enjoying uh, playing Imperius in Quick Match and just um, kind of fucking off. Basically, I really enjoy the hero. It feels like alpha ish or beta, I guess you'd call it, where I mm. can kind of play a hero and not really be upset. Even though there yeah. is, there's been a, there has been like some annoying comps where it's like, our team has two specialists and their team has, three like four assassins and I'm like cool, that's fun. <laughs> so when you when you queue up, is he, are you queuing up and mainly becoming the main tank, like, or do you get um, off? Or are you the I bruiser? I usually you play him. I play him more like a main tank, just because mm-hmm. that's my playstyle. But if our team doesn't have, like, if we have a main tank, then I will go off lane, but. Like I said, in those weird uh, double specialist setups, I usually yeah. play them with the yeah, team yeah. more. Well, it was interesting. Like when we were uh, when they put the the quick match change in, you know, the call to arms. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, that's when I picked up Zarya because, and I had, you know, I was playing around with her and, um, you know, the thing was I was getting paired with, I was a, I was a support, I was a support, right? You yeah. Know, he's, so she's labeled as a support. Right. So I was getting paired up with tanks. So I was actually able mm. to play like the bruiser role or the, yeah, that makes more sense. Play. So that was, that was more enjoyable. So I was, you know, when I would play, um, um, Malganis, I would get, I would seem to get paired. I would either be the main tank or I'd get paired with a, with, with a bruiser and a mm-hmm. healer. So, um, I haven't really played much quick match since then. So I don't know. Like, yeah. I know that, the, you know, I know that the, the matches are much faster, but I don't know if they loosened it to the point now where you're not getting any healers or, you know. So. It seems less likely to get a healer. Mm-hmm. And it seems less likely to get a healer slash tank mm-hmm. in general if you just queue that. Yeah. Um, Again, I think the the trick the <laughs> the trick to, to quick match at least for, for like basically since forever is have lane clear right. I mean we've definitely mm-hmm. beat that one to death. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's it's frustrating, especially in quick match because people don't group for shit still. Yeah. Um, especially into the late game. There's a lot of YOLO, YOLO city stuff where. It's just, I, I've even said it. I was like, "Can we just group and we can win?" Like we were playing, um, I think it was Sky Temple or something, and we had like two keeps down within 15 minutes. But we just didn't group anymore and like never pushed to win until like super late. I'm like, "Fucking finally," you know. And I'm <laughs> like, "God, if I just you know, if it was just us like three again playing that quick match game, we would have been able to you know get some kills and win the game." Yeah, <clears throat> you know, as Pally time would say, win the video game. You know, right click the yeah. core, right, and it's just pfft, it's annoying. Yeah, people just I think they get the yips or they get you know they get concerned because you know they're afraid because one team one team wipe could change the game, right? So right, they, exactly. Yeah, you know, so they say, well, let's just win more, but there's no more winning more with the way the XP kind of rolls. That's in, true. Right? Yeah. So yeah, so just, it makes that like throw. Late game yeah. throw even more dangerous, I guess. Right. Yeah. So Fair. yeah, I look, I look at quick match not for competitive reasons, but just to learn how to how the hero works and how to you know adjust. You know. Yeah. So that's that's I mean that's what I liked about I liked the the new quick match. I was actually I felt like you know I was playing a more balanced match, even though. Oh really? Yeah. With the old, yeah, the one that had the the call to arms and you know yeah. was like the longer queue times. I mean, I felt it was a little bit more. More like you know what you were a bit more like what you were encountering like ranked, but, yeah. But, um, that being the case. Other than that, though, um, I do like Imperius. I actually really enjoy Imperius a lot more than, uh, say, Malganus. I think Malganus mm-hmm. is so incentivized around CC mm-hmm. <clears throat> that he, at least from my playstyle, I think he's so incentivized around CC in that he self-sustained with ultimates that he to me he doesn't feel like much of a playmaker especially in quick match um mm-hmm. unless your team is coordinating with you because he, mm-hmm. he we, as we've seen before they Malganus goes way too deep and then he gets punished hardcore or if he gets interrupted constantly he's kind of screwed right. um imperius is similar in the sense that he's slow but he has a lot of he he feels like he has more active self sustain, which makes it more fun for me, especially with his ultimates. I mm-hmm. enjoy both of them. I do like the shield a lot more, especially when it becomes an, a weapon. I love deleting people with it. 
<clears throat> a lot of squishies you can almost 100 zero if you land all of them. Uh, uh -huh. If they're like, if it's late game, that is. Like, if it's, mm -hmm. I think I deleted a, a Li Ming or a Sylvanas. I hit her with all six of the swords. And each sword does like 300 plus damage late game. So, uh -huh. six swords. So, if you. So do you have to individually cast them? I can't recall, or is it just uh, no? It's like a click? it's like a Lehman mashed missiles. Okay. So so you do have it's a skill shot. So it's interesting okay. for a warrior to have a skill shot like that. Um, but yeah, no, I have to practice that. I mean, so like you mouse over the target, you click R, and it starts casting the um, the the missiles at the, uh, the at wherever you had your mouse cursor. Uh, yeah. Or, so it's just it's yeah. just it's just Lehman magic missiles, but it has to the shield has to survive though. So is that conditional? Mm -hmm. So if the shield gets bursted through after you use it, okay, you, you won't be able to use your swords. Okay. And then there's a different one. The uh, so the upgrade at twenty, it gives your allies a shield too, and if the shield survives on your allies, it they get one sword that automatically tracer like a homing missile to a, the nearest enemy hero. Hmm. And that, I so think, it seems like that. Way, it seems like you would cast it almost like preemptively. <laughs> yeah, I've done that before. Yeah, like if I know yeah. we're gonna like go into this fight and like someone gets picked or something, I've mm. casted it early and then just been like, okay, you're not gonna be ready for this because you know, who expects a warrior to, you know, use his saving, bruiser ability, <laughs> early, mm. right? But I usually take like the thirteen and sixteen talents of the sustain tier, like the mm. increased healing and uh, armor buff while your E is up because I just think those make him feel better because he's usually stuck once he goes in anyways. Mm -hmm. And then, so that's just been fun. And then he kind of just bullies everybody out of the lane. Like Thrall has nothing on him. At least mm. like early game, like one in four Thrall wins. But once you get lane clear, you kind of stomp him. Okay. And that's assuming you go the, the brand healing at level right. uh, four too. Because mm -hmm. then once you can just keep procking your own self heal against Thrall, it's like, you have a just as good version of uh, Foster's Resilience. It's higher uptime if he decides to trade into you. Okay. So that's, that's a little fun tidbit there. It sounds like someone needs to make a video. It sounds like it, yeah. I'm, I'm too busy right now. <laughs> I got well, there's home. Not, yeah, there's not a lot out there right now. I no, mean, now Paradox not. did his thing. So, I mean, you know, you could I, be I hitting wish, the market hot. <laughs> I, I wish I could. I just got home from work about 20 minutes ago. <laughs> Stayed 12 hours and I have school and uh, my other, uh, the other podcast is taking over my life. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't good know. Times. It is good times. I'm not overwhelmed. It's just picking and choosing busy. what prioritizing, you know. And you're busy, right? Yeah. yeah. Not busy yeah. in a bad way, though. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've been uh, working out every night after work. So I've been nice. going, I would join. I joined the YMCA. I, t I used to join, um, belong to uh, something called Lifetime Fitness, which is mm -hmm. kind of an upscale gym. But when I got married and moved in with my wife's, uh, where my wife lives, that, that, that gym is a much further away. Mm -hmm. So the YMCA is on the way home from like from my carpool. So it's it's oh, a pretty nice. yeah yeah. So I spend about I don't know about an hour and a half there. You know I I, I do thirty minutes on on. Uh, cardio bikes mm -hmm. and then I'll do like 30 in the pool. So I mean, and then if there's a yoga class, I'll do the yoga class. You know? So sometimes it's two hours. So yeah, trying to get the, uh, try to drop some weight and, uh, you know, get back into some shape, you know, <laughs> versus the bowling pin. Right. You know, like. Um, what I tell anyone who's just starting out is the, 
the the mindset of committing to small wins because it's a huge lifestyle mm-hmm. shift, and just like say you're, you're like I'm gonna go after work and just saying that's your win for the day, and mm-hmm. then you know doing stuff like that because if you if you over incentivize like oh I should have been here for an hour and I only made it for forty five minutes or I'm tired after whatever, you're you're de incentivizing your your own success basically you're you're giving yeah. yourself too hard of a, a requirement. Yeah, I mean, I think the only time I ever did it was Monday when I tried to take the I took the yoga class that was offered and that yoga instructor, he was more like a lot of the yoga instructors, they had the women have like this flow like they and I had like this guy yoga instructor who was had no flows, basically mm-hmm. just barking out orders, you know, and a lot of the world like do this now. And <laughs> yeah, this. yeah, exactly. And it's it's standard yoga. It wasn't like it wasn't. Um, like advanced yoga or anything. And mm-hmm. I like it sometimes when the instructor uh, knows that there's different classes of folks. And so he might say for those who need adjustments, do, do this, this pose. Yeah. Right? Or you know. then he was telling you like, take your feet and put it behind your head. You know, I was like, dude, you know, it's like, <laughs> so I made my, I made my own adjustments. You know, right. I was like, I can just imagine someone who's new sitting in there and Got not it. knowing. What to do. Yeah. So it's like, like you said, there's small wins. So I made it. Th- I made it all the way through. I yeah. just didn't bend myself like a pretzel. See, I mean, that's that's it. the kind of instructor that makes yeah. turns people off because, like, man, if this is like, mm-hmm. I'm supposed to be able to do this, right? You mm-hmm. know, because it's like setting the bar so high for certain people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. So, but you know, in the end, I mean, like I said, I've gone every day since I joined. You know, and mm-hmm. you know, so that's been like a win each day, and like a, you know. Um, I'm not trying to overdo it. You know, my, my goals are really, you know, you know, very, you know, just try to do the best you can, you know, and, uh, right. you know, I was doing like 20 minutes in the pool, but I quickly got a, after like a few days, I was like, I was able to do 30 and not have any, not have any problems. I feel it afterwards. Of course, you know, I feel, of course, <laughs> you know, and the same with the, the bike, you know, like I was having, I had like, you know, tightness in my, uh, my, uh, my uh, shins, you know, or no, no, my um, glutes. Like it felt like, you know, I walked, I couldn't walk upstairs the next day um, after Monday's uh, yoga. But then on the bike, you know, see everything seems to stretch it out now. So I'm feeling, you know, I'm not feeling the 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 pain, you know, in my mm-hmm. muscles. So I feel uh, that's good. So you know, and I think sometimes when you have those like stiff moments and stuff, you're kind of like, oh, that's not this, that's not an incentive. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but, uh, I think I think one thing too that's really good if your gym has it, sauna, uh, like super good. Yeah, we do. We do have a sauna. Yeah, like twenty-one minutes is proven to be the like a, a a minimum dose. Obviously, that's a little steep for people who are not used to it. So even if you can do like five, ten minutes mm-hmm. and work up to it, it's amazing for recovery, just in general. I keep that in mind. Yes, there's a lot of good research on it, and it's proving to be something that can help basically anybody and everybody. But if, especially if you're like a hardcore athlete in any way, it's almost a requirement for accelerating your recovery. Oh, cool. I'll keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. But that being said though, you know, I do miss heroes and I think that will be, uh, but the one thing I've been doing that when I'm not playing heroes, I've been playing co-op uh, Starcraft leveling the, uh, the co-op yeah, heroes. You were, you were telling me about that last week a little bit. Yeah. So I'm almost done. I got, I'm on uh, Horner, Matt Horner and his and his wife, and I have after that I have Tychus and Zeratul. But I should be get I should get those guys done this weekend. And, nice. Uh, I'll be 
backed into heroes. You know, I have, it's like, you know, it's, I set my goals for certain things. Yeah. And I mean, you kind so of ebb and flow with it, I would say. Yeah. And what was it? I have, I still have to finish up, um, Malganus, then, um, Orpheus, Orphea, <laughs> Orpheus, Orphea. Orpheus. And then, <laughs> you keep doing that every so often. And then, um, Imperius will be, and then I'll have all, I'll have all my heroes level 50. Nice. My peas and my carrots can't mix my peas and my carrots. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I've been playing Heroes a little bit here and there. Been playing actually a lot of Borderlands pre-sequel with one of the dudes in the Discord channel. We know what else is on. And then I played a little bit of League this week, actually. Um, I have a weird... Like, League, I have zero game sense. Because things will be happening and people will be dying and I'm trying to do, like, because I play jungler and I'm trying to do stuff. And I'm like, I don't know how to do this at the same time as, like, you know, because you have to farm levels in that game. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm like, how do I help people but also get experience at the same time? Because if like, people are dying, it's, you know, I can't stop people from dying, right? Um, are you playing the quick mode or are you playing the it's standard ranked match? flex. It's the stand. It's like a standard mode. Yeah. Okay. But I'm like, I finally got ranked and it took me forever. Like, it took me two years of sporadic playing to finally get to like account level 30. So, I don't play it like at all, realistically. <laughs> um, but we wound up like winning certain games and other games it's like over 15, 20 minutes into the game because mm-hmm. people die too much or feed. Other times it's like, wow, we turned it around late game somehow. And mm-hmm. I kind of, I understand the characters I play, but from like a strategic level and things like that. It gets lost on me pretty quick, and so it feels kind of bad. And like, I don't know, I don't know what it is about the game, but there's just something about like the certain heroes just have mechanics built in that they just get so snowbally, or they can do so much damage to you. Like you get hit by one of their skills, and they press like a button, and then your entire health bar is deleted, and you're like, "Wow, that just happened," you know. And you really haven't, like, especially if you don't know the game, you don't even know. Like, you have no frame of reference to understand, like, even articulate, like, what's going on. So, I don't know. It it gets a little frustrating because I'm just like, I don't know how to get better at this, basically. <laughs> Other than just by putting my face into a brick wall. <laughs> and just yeah, getting you- better by forcing it. Yeah, you know, if I pick up another MOBA, uh, since I have the Switch, I might do Arena of, Val- Arena of Valor or um, mm. uh, uh, what's it? Smite's coming out as well. Yeah, I downloaded so. Smite as well, too. Smite of Steel's actually pretty fun. Still very League-esque. Mm. Um, well, like, that's the thing. On the um, on the Switch, it, you know, it's portable, so I can have it mm. with me. The one thing I'll say about the Switch, and maybe just because I'm turning 50 this month, <laughs> it's like... I feel like I, I, my eyesight's like, you know, it's hard to read things. Like I was playing uh, Warframe and like they had the text that's at the bottom. And I was like, I was like, I was having a hard time reading that text. And I was like, Oof. really? <laughs> yeah. Well, Warframe does have small text. I will give it that. Yeah. Yeah, so I was like, Oof, yeah, that, that is, that is a little bit of a weird one though. And guess what? What? You're still in front of me. <laughs> I know. I know why, because I actually haven't logged into my switch since we talked last. I should go grab it now and go scroll up back up in our conversation in Discord. Well, I, just have, I just have to throw you under the bus. <laughs> I know. While we're recording. It's perfect. That's what friends do, right? That's we, right. I, I was talking to one of my coworkers about how friends friends just roast friends. 
And currently on Facebook, one of my friends who is not out of shape is being roasted for being a slacker about not being in the gym to bring our conversation up from earlier. Because he, he put me in a Facebook post and said, I, he's like, today is the last day I get to be called a slacker because I'm going back to the gym. And all of my friends proceeded to say how fat he was and out of shape and how, <laughs> how much he eats food and how doing three push-ups justifies eating the biggest burger possible and how he, he stole the weight of one of my friends who lost about 120 pounds in six months. Your <laughs> <laughs> friends are all about the uh, motivation. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Mind you, my, me and my friends have been friends for the better part of like 17 years, so... <laughs> It's all in good fun. We weren't body shaming or anything like that. Yeah, you know what's interesting is like my as my friends got older, like we I used to cut on them a lot. You know, mm-hmm. we used to like I have a with my high school friends. We we work at the same place. You know, I helped them get jobs there and stuff. So it's like we've been like the Rat Pack since whenever. Right. And there was a time when we used to. I used to be kind of hard on them, but now it's like, I'm more encouraging. I think we, and this is something just like, I'm more encouraging because anyone else can be mean, you know, or be like, you know, it's not, I'm not, yeah, but you get the point. Like, it's it's fun. But now it's, I think that to be more encouraging, more positive, you know, that's just one of those weird things. It's more being teasing because it's on Facebook. So it's, it's so ridiculous that it's obviously a joke. You know, that's, and the funny thing, and the reason why I'm more self and try to be because they have girlfriends or wives now and they don't understand it. So right. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, why are you making fun of my boyfriend? Or it's yeah, like, right. It's like, it might rub it's some like, well, the outsiders the wrong way. Yeah. The other thing is, is then we, I think we talked about this is sometimes you only see your friends like they, you don't see them as adults. You see yeah. them, as, see yeah. them as they are when you were in high school and stuff. So that's another thing i had to kind of process you know it's like mm-hmm. oh yeah you guys don't really understand all of the history here so like, yeah right <laughs> yeah. there's there's like different stages of you right <laughs> um yeah and so it's funny because now you know it's like oh we're all old now <laughs> <laughs> tell me about it we're just having yeah. conversations about oh no my dad had a thing on tv over the weekend i think it was like nat geo or something but mm-hmm. it was like the great nineties or something like that. It was like a looking at the decade of the nineties. I was like, that's kind of weird. I'm like, I wouldn't think the nineties was long enough ago to make a documentary about it yet. (laughs) (laughs) Considering I was born then, it doesn't feel like that long ago to me. (laughs) Dating myself. (laughs) We're all all getting old. (laughs) Feels weird. So one of the things I proposed uh, to talk about this week was since last week we were kind of like, you know, kind of getting, finding, trying to find motivation and dealing with grief, you know, we kind of like, we were trying to find motivation, but it really turned out we were dealing with the grief of the announcement and kind of like the fact that we lost the HTC. Yeah. But, but part of that, you know, dealing with grief, I think sometimes, and we talked about the stages of grief and, you know, at the end, I think we've, we both felt kind of like, hey, well, you know, a little bit more energy. Yeah, it's like, mm-hmm. and um, so this week, you know, I was listening to, I listen to uh, podcasts sometimes when I'm exercising, and I sometimes I have to mm-hmm. download them again. And you know, I'm a big Malcolm Gladwell kind yeah. of friend, and I 
I already listened to season third, uh, season three, but I went ahead and downloaded some of the season threes again, just to re rehear them. And he had one called his 12 rules and, you know, really he only has one rule. He tried to talk about 12 rules, but he, he, he said, you know, when I really look at it, I only have one rule and pull the goalie. <laughs> it's pull the goalie. And then of course he has this, he creates the, the narrative and the story and talk about where this comes from. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, but he talks about Jordan Peterson's book, you know, uh, 12 Rules for Life. He talks about, you know, there's a number, this is kind of a movement, kind of like, you know, the 12 rule movement. So yeah. I was wondering, like, do we have rules? You know, I, I mean, we can talk about 12 rules for life, but I think if it's part of being motivated for Heroes of the Storm, should we have our 12 rules for Heroes of the Storm? Hmm. Um, but, you know, question. it can go anywhere, you know. So yeah. It's like, so I was looking at, uh, Jordan Peterson's 12 rules, you know, and I was starting to think to myself, Hmm, what would I do to mirror that rule in the heroes of the storm? So like number one from Jordan Peterson, stand up straight and your shoulders back. So did you, re- did you read his 12 rule? Book? So I haven't read I it. You- my, my friend read it, but I've actually saw Jordan Peterson live for his 12 rules tour that he, when he came to Chicago okay. and got to see him, I feel like it was chapter eight. Eight, I saw. Tell the truth, or at least don't lie. I feel like that was what it was. I can't a hundred percent remember, but I'm really well versed in Peterson stuff from like mm-hmm. all of last year when he got like super poly. Maybe it was like all of last year, or the year before when he was first on Joe Rogan. That's when I got exposed to him, and my friend, uh, who's now a psychology major, got really into his work from his lectures on YouTube. So I'm I'm pretty well versed in it, and um, the the rules are a really good way for the for a mainstream breakdown of kind of how to orient yourself, I guess, if you wanted to simplify it. Yeah, and I mean, rules are sometimes just kind of like um <coughs> hab- like habits that you're mm-hmm. trying to um instill, yes. you know, in, in, into the framework. Um, and so the so the stand up straight with your shoulders back, you know that I guess it's like no slouching. It means be purposeful, you know. So in in here's the storm to me that would be like always try your best, you know. Don't you know have fun, but always try to you know do your best with the hero that you select, and don't hesitate. Right. I mean, it, like, it's more like, you know, standing up straight and don't, and your shoulders back, you know, it's just, you know, act like you have a purpose for being there. You don't just yeah. kind of mill around, you it's know, a confidence so pose, that, basically. So in here's a storm. I think if you play a hero, you know, so I guess there's two ways you can say it in ranked play, play like, you, you know, play your hero. Don't ever give up. You know, you can always win. Remember there's a comeback mechanic, you know, there's ways to come back, you know, yeah. so. I think that would be my number. If if I was looking for this, the, the analogy to that, stand up straight with your shoulders back. That would be the, you know, in rank play, always play fruit. your hero. Yeah, always play your hero. You know, to the fullest, and don't don't give up. You know, yeah. and you know. the second rule he has is treat yourself with like someone you're responsible for helping. So that's a mouthful. <laughs> How do you interpret that? Like. To me, it's it's kind of like negative self talk. Like you're putting yourself down. 
Yeah, yeah. like like it says, yeah. don't don't put yourself down for no reason. Like, don't be overly judgmental on who you you know, like on what you do or what you're capable of. That's good. So I mean, you know, no, you know, try to have a realistic goal where you're at. You yeah, know, or just then, be open to say I can get better. Not oh, you, no wonder you didn't do good. Like if you like to bring the heroes analogy full circles, like you know, he's like I'm gonna try a new hero, and then you like play the hero and like. Wow, have you never played that? Like someone decides to chime in and say you suck, basically. Yeah. And then you take that, you know, and just put yourself. Like, oh, no wonder, because I've never played this hero before. Blah blah blah. Like, of course I'm gonna suck. Like that's not the right mindset to have. Yeah, and I guess like in a ranked mode, you'd want to, you know, you you want to pick the heroes that you feel that you can be the most successful yes. with. But and also, regardless of what other people mm-hmm. say. Yeah. But then, like in unranked modes, you know, where you can be a little bit more loose, you can say, you know, that's where you can. I think you, should, you know, these rules are more like, you know, for the ranked, but also just the enjoyment of the game. Because like you can be in quick match and you can be, you know, not playing as you know mm-hmm. well. People can say things to you, and then you would get triggered, and, you know, uh, cause you not to play, or you know, whatever, you know, or just or, re- or retort back, you know. So I think part of that is like. Um, you know, having that, you know, like you said, play without judgment, you know, yeah. you know, is of yourself, you know, until maybe afterwards is when you analyze your play. But even then you have to say, it's not that I played bad. I just, I made, I made some mistakes I need to improve upon. So having that, you know, having that kind of healthy, I think even if you play perfectly, there's always something you can improve upon. Yeah. So, you know, so, yeah. And like I said, judgment is not, bad if you care you know but if you don't care judgment mm-hmm. becomes a little bit more you know <laughs> judgy you know person. absolutely so it says make friends with people who want the best of you so that's an interesting that's that's so much that's not so much in the game that's something like you can associate your, i think i practice that in heroes a lot where i would i would friend people that i played the game with that we when we were successful or even if we like like it's a, i played against this medieval and he was on my team, and I was like, I friended him, and he mm-hmm. became like we we spent like the entire summer playing together, you know. And was like, <laughs> that's so cool. I think that's, you know, I mean that's that's pretty straightforward, you know, in yeah. a sense. But obviously, you know, you're not, you know, what was interesting is then we attracted other people, and then some of those people we were in our group, they were rather negative, and then even though they wanted the best, they they couldn't help themselves from being overly critical, and so they, their enjoyment of the game became less. You know, yeah. as a result that's one of those things that i learned boundaries and you know like when you know it's just it's people just act weird sometimes I, that's the one thing i learned <laughs> yeah i mean it's personalities right it's like any yeah. any teams or anything certain people have a baseline basically where they have a mm. certain um i guess set point and they're they're always going to see certain things certain ways, no matter what, right? I guess, like, to me, it's some like kind of being optimistic or pessimistic. Some mm-hmm. people are just they just have a certain set point that they're just going to default to, no matter what, <laughs> and, or perspective, you know. Yeah. Number four rule he has is compare yourself to who you were yesterday, not to who someone else is today. So, just a growth mindset. It's yeah. another way of saying it. But it's also important, like, you know, it's like, who are you yesterday? And right. did you, and, and are you are the same person that you were yesterday? Or, or are you better than what you were yesterday? You just need to improve more. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and maybe that's also a good say, like, you know, I was here yesterday. Here's where I know I was my deficiency. Here's where I'm at today. I addressed those deficiencies, but I discovered new ones today that I have to work on tomorrow. You know, and so yeah. maybe that's another way. And being mindful about this and also being like, I guess, um, you know, on top of like wanting to make those improvements, like making the mental notes, the things you have to improve. Mm -hmm. I remember a friend of mine who was learning how to play, well, who was trying to improve his poker play. He would put, like, he discovered that if he would raise um, on the turn uh, or, or on the, uh, was it on the flop? If he raised on the flop, he learned that the turn, he might get a free card. So he put that note on his, his monitor, you know, raise on the flop, you know, mm -hmm. and then <clears throat> it helped him like get an extra card and maybe make more, uh, more uh, suits, things like that. Hmm. So I think sometimes maybe you just have to kind of say, you know, maybe at the end of your play sessions, look at your replays and say, what is the one thing I want to improve tomorrow? And kind of, you know, put that down and put that on your, you know, soap more show up to team fights on time, ping. I think the biggest thing is communicating through the tools themselves and within the game, like, you know, the pings and stuff. Especially pings. Uh, yeah, saying, like, there's danger. I think people, if they learn to communicate with that stuff and not piping or, or verbal, they would probably be more mindful, you know, yeah. a little bit better. I think, you know? I think I'm totally out of practice with that now because I was so, I was so used to doing that mm -hmm. uh, when I was in my, you know, hardcore video making phase was like doing, like, at least... I think I was doing like three videos a week or something like that. And uh, well, I noticed you ping danger a lot. Which I do ping danger good. a lot. But I, mm -hmm. I, I got out of the habit as much because we've been playing so much Team League that mm -hmm. I, I can easy to say it easier. And I know where everybody is because we're always communicating. Like, we're pretty good at communicating when we have a, like a four man or five man. Um, but yeah, like outside of that, I was, I was definitely having issues where I was not communicating. I stopped communicating as well. Now in quick match, where I've, like I'll, I'll tunnel vision quite a bit, but that's part of because I'm playing heroes I'm not as comfortable with, or I'm not in a normal role, playing an assassin or something. But that's kind of a, a cop out. Hmm. So number five is don't let your children do anything that makes you dislike them. <laughs> I can't speak of this one. Don't have children. Yeah, don't have children. <laughs> so, um, well, maybe that's your heroes. <laughs> You don't don't you know don't let your heroes do anything that makes you dislike the hero. Yeah. Maybe all like you know, there's a lot of complaints about Chen, right? But yeah, Chen's not you know Chen still works. That could be know. a balancing team's guide. Yeah, maybe I don't know because they can you can view the heroes as their children in some way. Well, the one thing I will say is like when I listened to last week's podcast for Into the Nexus, they were talking about you know the heroes that are rising, and they said you know the heroes that are falling are the ones that are more technical. Like the Genjis or the, uh, you know, uh, Medivhs, they're falling because, you know, the, the player base doesn't have, you know, they're finding that they, it's, it's, you don't have to work as hard playing, like, say, a Thrall or Jaina, you know. Right. And you don't have to be as mechanic. So maybe, you know, you know, like when I was playing Medivh or, um, my F, you know, I was trying to play the pro build, but lately I've been trying the E build, which has really good wave clear. Mm -hmm. You know, has all the same, you know, capabilities. Uh, just doesn't have the the, the, the burst damage. Yeah, you know, well, the the burst damage light game. You mm -hmm. know. But you can clear. You know, you have good soak. You have good jungle. You have good, uh, you know, T 
team fight damage, you know, and you can you can either take you can take someone out of the team fight, much like a Nubrak, or you can uh, um, uh, you know put everyone in like you know a confined space and let you know let other mm-hmm. ultimates take over. So, uh, you know, I still I think that play in my app works for me. You know, so simplifying your game, your heroes, and making sure you have a build that's you know that's one that you can execute, not trying to play the the best pro build. Maybe that's another way to kind of view that, you know, so you don't dislike the hero. I mean, like I've mastered all the heroes, right? I've got them all at 15. Mm-hmm. So there are definitely, you know, like Sylvanas was one of those heroes that I wasn't really good with. But now that she's been reworked, I feel I put the time in. So now I feel more competent with, with Sylvanas. Would you say so, when, when you said master every hero, would you put that in well, quotation marks? Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I level fifteen them, you know, so right. they they turn into the gold portrait. <laughs> yeah, no, I, it was more be not me being silly, but me being no, not because I do think you have a proficiency with almost any hero in the game. But yeah, there's a gradient along those lines, right? Oh so, yeah, I'm not I'm not really good with. Uh, well, you know, I would say that you know, I've definitely improved, mm-hmm. but there are some heroes that I haven't really put enough time in, like like um, uh, Illidan. You know, for example, mm-hmm. you know, I think that Illidan can be rather, uh, he's got issues, but he can also be rather effective. And I just haven't put the time in to figure yeah. out where he would be more effective. I played Chen, like when we were on our break, you know, I played Chen a lot because, you know, I found a couple yeah, of builds I like for Chen. messaging me about yeah. that. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I was, I was a little, Illidan. I was a little, I was a little terrified. Not going to lie. <laughs> I was like, oh no, what are we getting into now? <laughs> Once again, it goes down to simplifying the play style, and then to the point where you don't dislike them. Yeah. Know? So it's like you know, and I think that's that's important. Like if you dislike the hero, there's got to be a reason. Yeah. It's not just because the meta or anything like that. It's maybe because you're you're trying to do something that's really overly complicated. See what you can do to simplify it to make it so that it's just another hero. Yeah. yeah. And then maybe yeah. there's a strength that I hear that you're willing to pull out. So, like with my Ev, I want to play my Ev specifically on Brax's holdout because I think that hero can go between lanes really quickly, yeah. you know, and has, it has some effectiveness there. So, um, more so than Genji, you know, Genji doesn't have the wave clear. So he's got the finishing capabilities. But, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I agree. Um, set your house in perfect order before you criticize the world. So I think it's a little bit overstated, you know, in the sense of mm-hmm. perfect order, you know, but, you know, I get the idea is that, you know, you shouldn't be criticizing other people's play, you know, before your, your play itself, you, before your, you know, your own play is the point where you're, you're godlike <laughs> or, I mean, that's, that's how I interpret it. I don't know. How would you interpret Yeah. I mean, it's just, it, to me, it just seems like. It's it's like check like make sure you understand your values before you you know go and pass judgment on someone else basically you know yeah. when you, when you call someone else out for being terrible for something or you know like mm-hmm. blaming someone else for your losses or you know what I mean something well, like that like like when you you said something we were talking I think before the game where you said. Can well you were no when we were talking you said can we win the game or can we so using the can or you know as opposed to you're not you know we need to group up you say can we group up you know I think that if you add those kind of questions like can we can we win the game now you know Mm -hmm. those types of 
you know, and then ping the core or ping something, you know, I think maybe that's a good approach to setting, you know, to, you know, not criticize, but mm-hmm. to get things in order, you know, so, right. you know, maybe that's a good rule is like, you know, ask a question and then use your communication tools to say, can we attack this? Can we yeah. kill this hero? I mean, it comes off <laughs> yeah. better. It comes off better than saying, why aren't mm-hmm. we doing this? Right. Yeah, I'm a why aren't we doing? Because <laughs> <laughs> well, so. you're trying to force something into being, and you're, yeah. you're, you're what it winds up being like is you're passing judgment because you're because you know what's right, right? <laughs> but like what? it kind of goes back to number one, though. I believe. Hold on, make sure I got it right. Um, Stand up no, straight. Not that one. Um, No, I don't know. It's either that or... No, I don't even think it's two. Because it's not about a self thing. Because it, it's like being confident but not forceful. I guess would be yeah. how I would word it. Yeah. Yeah, I get what you're saying. You know, be confident. Like, you know, be flexible. But also have, you know, certain standards and boundaries. And, mm-hmm. you know, you know, be accepting of what happens too. You know, because yeah. there's a lot of things that just go to crap. <laughs> <It's> like, yeah, right. <laughs> team fights just don't go the way you're expecting. You know. Mm-hmm. So it says, pursue what is meaningful, not what is expedient. Hmm. We would be here all day if we really wanted to get into this one, <laughs> like legitimately. As as be- as before, we were talking. You know, I'm doing this whole mindset course right now so this is that's like exactly what this entire thing is all about <laughs> um but go ahead well but what's meaningful in here's the storm you know in a sense you know in the match it's like we know soak is definitely meaningful you know um you know uh staying with the team you know is meaningful you know uh you know some people like to go for the t- the forts thinking that that's more Expedient that that's going to give us a quicker win. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, making sure you you prioritize getting ten. You know, level ten. Yeah, that's kind of meaningful. Winning the game when it's time to win the game. That's meaningful. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, there's a lot of easy answers that are unoriginal mm-hmm. for this, and I th- think kind of circling back to like yesterday's discussion. Um, or not yesterday's last week's discussion. Doing saying what you think is easy, um, doesn't really get you far here. Hmm. You know, like winning the game, winning, like all that kind of stuff, because it just doesn't help. Because <laughs> <laughs> it, it's the low hanging fruit in the scenario, and I don't know. I don't. I just don't know what's the best kind of thing for it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, this is not easy. Like coming up. I mean, we're just we're, we're spitballing right now. But no, the, I know. You've, you've, you've blindsided me on this one. <laughs> well, it's a fun exercise. No, yeah. it, it's I totally mean, worth it. Because the meaningful th- pursuit in heroes, uh, to me, is it was mastery. Yeah. Um, That's true. I mean, for some, it's like, you know, trying to play your heroes the best, you know, picking the right, you know, picking the right hero for the draft, you know, not just picking the Zebo every time. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. 
which was funny because today on Reddit, there was someone who put, made a post who said, you know how to get out of low elo hell? And it was basically play Nazebo. Um, All day? Well, no, yeah. Well, he said, pick Nazebo every time you can. Go for the go the opposite lane and take down the fort, and then take you know take the towers, the fort, yeah, towers, and then keep. He says, and then you know by ten, if you can do that by level ten, you will win the game because you give your basically giving your team uh, an extra man because of the uh, the catapults. So I was like, you know, he posted it on there without any kind of empirical evidence that he did this. There were that, yeah. that it's been, he actually said that you quit playing the game, but he said this is how you can win the game. So I was like, I was thinking to myself, well. You know, I'm. You know, I wonder if I could do this. You know, and and do like say play ten games and see what the results are, and then twenty games, and then because you know, if I played in here league, you know, Zeba is not a bad character. You know, he's a late game hero, but you could do this and not impact be too impactful in the sense of like a bit of a one trick. Yeah, but you know, I was going to say like I'm thinking about trying this out. That plus if okay, so let's assume that they ban the Zebo. Or they, uh, um, uh, you know, I have to play other roles. So then I was thinking, well, there was another post uh, over the weekend that talked about Johanna going from whatever bronze to grandmaster playing Johanna. Basically, it's the standard build um, uh, that I've, I've that I typically play. So I was like, all right, well, that would be my backup hero. Then you know, I like to play uh, Stukov, but I think everyone plays Lili, right? So it's like maybe I can play Lili. As the as the healer, and I just have to figure. I know like Malthiel, Thrall, and Junkrat, and maybe another ranged assassin. You know, in my so I would I would have this very strict uh, hero pool. I wouldn't and I wouldn't play it based on map. I would just pay. These are the heroes I would play. And priority is to play Nazebo. <laughs> and I was thinking, I was I'm thinking like this is like my, you know, let me see if this actually is meaningful. Like if you can play Nazebo every match, you know, can you and does it have meaning or is it just someone's, you know, uh, you know, ran, random, uh, you know, thing on the internet, you know, per se. So that was like something I was thinking about, you know, trying to figure, well, I think one of the things you want to do that's meaningful is come up with your hero pool. Yeah. You know, you know and do you adjust that per map or do you adjust that just have your standard eight, eight heroes that you play? Yeah. Understanding you know, what you see as your strongest assets. Mm-hmm. I, I think I maybe is one of the most important things. Yeah, yeah, soaking and all that stuff. But you know, having um, pursuing those heroes that matter to your your goals. Like if your goal is just to have fun, then play heroes right that are mm-hmm. just fun to play. You know, and that you have fun playing. You know, <laughs> you know, and if the if your goal is to you know actually rank up, you know, and try to become grandmaster, then you have to adjust your hero pool based on the league and based on the map and what's successful and knowing how to play those. Builds. So I think that that's, that's another, so to me, I would interpret it as making sure your hero pool is to align to your goals, you know, and then pursue that. <laughs> um, and then obviously, you know, then everything else is just, you know, make sure you understand the, the tacit rules in here as the storm, which is soaking is a priority you know, showing up to team fights is a priority. Communicating effectively, like if you're the tank, who are you going to engage? Don't assume everyone knows who the the, the DPS target is. Ping that target, you know. And if you're uh, a healer, you know, ping your mana so people know what your mana situation is. You know, um, you know that kind of stuff. 
I could probably, like you said, we could spend a few hours writing these all down, but you know, this is just like a spitball. <laughs> but mm-hmm. you know, still, it's inspiring too. I hope people listen to this and they go, "Hmm, I never thought about the twelve rules or years of the storm." <laughs> yeah, it sometimes it comes off better if, like, you know, you and I are just kind of convincing. But sometimes it's better, like, when not paradoxes. These are the twelve rules that you got to play here as the storm, and everyone just like starts doing it. You know, it's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's great to any degree, but I, as as I told you before, I'm not really I'm not a fan of just regurgitating someone else. It's good to take it as a as yeah. a guide, but I don't yeah. think you should just take it wholesale and be like. I think it's good to experiment with it and then oh, take, yeah, yeah. take what works for you and then go from there. Um, well, sometimes like, it's what, like what was it we were seeing? The there was the specific build we started seeing all the time. Um. For... I forget who it was. Oh, the the Zagara. That was what it was. Yeah. There was that video that came out, and there was like a Zagara mm-hmm. almost every other game after that because people had decided that Zagara was good because of a video. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that sometimes is effective, and that's the, you know, uh, that's the the charm, you know, because if you know the videos, then you know the counter. <laughs> you know, well, that's yeah. the build that you're going. I know how to counter that. So, um, yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, I had a train of thought and I lost it. So I'm gonna Oops, my bad. On. <laughs> no, it was in relation to this, but uh, but like you said, though, you know, these are. So, oh yeah, so you know, sometimes we 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 stick to the framework when we're learning something like scales, right? You practice your scales if you're learning music, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's a standard framework, so you you do it, but then you learn to improvise, right? And a lot of times improvisation is replaying your scales or combining two scales, right? Or so sometimes it's good if you practice the framework, you know, and you, and you kind of like certain, like when I practice build orders, I have certain, I like, when I look at the, like, say when I was looking at, um, Alganis, I watched, um, uh, one of the, uh, the videos and I got an idea of like, okay, so if I'm up against um, a strong front line, I took, I take certain abilities. And if I'm on, if, if I'm up against a strong back line, I took certain abilities. So that became the framework I was operating with when I went in and made adjustments accordingly. A lot of times the adjustment you can make is your heroic, right? So it's like, yeah. um, you know, but sometimes you, like you said, you know, if you have a lot of DPS or you have a lot of, or you have a lot of, you know, uh, Frontline, you have to. You probably want to take certain abilities uh, and know how to kind of juggle those. So that's where I, I like to see sometimes to have the framework. But then you know, I learned to interpret it based on you know, interesting comps and stuff. And I'm, I like frameworks. You know, that's one of my successes in my careers has been to implement frameworks that are, uh, you know, implement the framework but then customize it to the environment. Right. So like. Um, you know, I've implemented Microsoft technology in an organization that was disorganized, you know, but I used the standard approaches that Microsoft prescribed, but I managed it, but I had to adapt it or adjust it based on the organization's current practices and, and where I wanted them to mature to. Um, so I had to make compromises or in certain things, but then there are areas I couldn't make compromises because if you did, the technology wouldn't work. <laughs> um, well, it's just one of those things, you know, you know, you learn, Seven check months. Yeah, you know, it's like that. That you know, you, you have to, you learn to be flexible where 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 
were possible. Uh, yeah, I agree. Um, tell the truth, or at least don't lie. It's interesting. I don't know I'm how sure you apply that to heroes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to apply that well, with it in, in, in just heroes without getting in a deep discussion and... Maybe just don't post on Reddit anything. Don't make yeah, those claims on Reddit. <laughs> don't be a shit poster, maybe. <laughs> yeah. right, we can skip that one. Assume that the person you're listening you are listening to might know something you don't. Hmm. That's an interesting approach. Or perspective. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if you're getting criticized. I do that. Someone. I mean that's my entire <laughs> life. That's why I do podcasting. <laughs> I wouldn't listen to podcasts if I didn't agree with that sentence. That's just. But maybe, like, but in the game, like if someone's saying something, is there a kernel of truth that, that's causing? I mean, them to... in a, in an unorthodox comp, maybe in yeah. a way of playing of some sort, possibly. But. Yeah. My my biggest thing is like a comp or a video you watch, or hear mm-hmm. you might not like. And you know yeah. they're like, I want to play you know X, and then you say, don't play X, it's bad, right? You can right. Give the, at least give them the benefit of a doubt that to say maybe they played more than you with said hero, and it's part of their uh, number six. Set your house in perfect order before you criticize the world. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I guess the one thing you might, like you said, like if you're in the draft and you say, you know, the guy shows Nazebo, you know, mm-hmm. and you're like, and you're like, oh, come on, there's got to be, you know, we know there's better heroes. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, so you say, is that, you know, where do you think Nazebo, you could ask a question or you could just um, assume that that person knows what they're uh that's something that you don't know you could you can always ask questions i think you know yeah like i think that i think you always have the permission to ask a question as long as it's a question that you're willing to accept the answer to Mm -hmm. like like you know saying like um so why do you think nazebo is good in this situation you know and then they might say well it's because i played it a thousand times and that's my best hero all right well that's your that's your that's your answer you know yeah um yeah yeah, I think it's, you know, it all comes down to your approach and how you present the question, you know, and what have you. And then, of course, if someone's giving you unsolicited criticism, you know, do you ignore it or do you take it and then say, what's the kernel of truth thing? That's another thing. It's, it's, it, it, it's dangerous because it can tilt you, but it might also be an opportunity to explore, you know, why you made your choice. You know, even if the person is totally crazy and out of left field, you know, it's still... You should have an answer to that question. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It says, be precise in your speech. I think this, to me, in the rules is, like I said, be, you know, learn to use those ping commands and those, those uh, uh, nonverbal communication uh, tools to your advantage to communicate intent. Or I think that you know, just don't spam them. Because, you know, I mean, I'm a spammer, unfortunately. You know, I think that's one of the things I want to be more mindful of is, to use specific ping, like one, just one ping. <laughs> you, you only limit yourself to two. Well, you know, don't don't pings. spam it like four times. Like sometimes I do that when I'm like I'm, I'm, I'm angry. I'm like boom, 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 boom. You know, it's like you know. But like, I, get I, I, my I intent think... behind this ping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Mm. A ping so is works. Yeah. So I think it's, you know, but make sure you're, you're using the non, you know, the alt ping, you know, the alt command. Uh, you can tell people your availability of your heroics and stuff. Mm-hmm. I think this is, these are all good, good things to kind of be mindful of and practice of. You know, and, and if you have a, like, if you're going to do a weird game plan, like you're going to push a, push a fort, maybe just tell everyone what you're going to do. I'm pushing the fort, I'll be there, but I'm only doing this to level 10, and after level 10, I'm going to show up the team plate. You know, people know, right? So then they know what you're going to do. So if they don't make the adjustments, well, <laughs> you know, it's like, well, you, you told them what you were going to do, even if you didn't, you know, if it's not called for, you know, yeah. they should, you know, play more safer, you know. I have two friends that I played with last week um, that they haven't played the game that much, um, but they played it enough. And it was funny because I'm playing with them and they're, they're going across the middle of the, you know, like, a, you know, I have that rule about the middle of the, uh, the map. They're always on the wrong side of the map. And I'm always like, you know, you're too mm-hmm. far over there. They're going to, they're going to gank you. No, they're not. They're, and then it happens. <laughs> it's like, gee, you tell me sometimes and I'm like, okay, well, but Sometimes I know what I'm doing too, so it's like, mm-hmm. but I appreciate the warnings. Um, do not bother children while they're skateboarding. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know where this one came from. I think sometimes he's trying to create a juxtaposition or like a kind of yeah you know, something that's that stands out in your mind. Uh, that's, I mean, without yeah, what I mean is like I don't understand what he's going for without reading the book here because it sounds like he's being cheeky. Hmm. It could be like, um, you know, if, they, if you bother them, they might wreck. <laughs> that could be one of the things. Like, you know, the kids are focusing on skateboarding and you go and you kind of distract them and they break an arm. <laughs> so maybe that's if you're distracting someone when they're trying to, you know, try to win the game or trying to do what they think is, you know, you might cause them to, to lose the game and then become distant. You know, it might have a negative consequence. Like yeah. I said, I haven't really read the books. So I don't really know what I'm talking about. I own the book. I haven't gotten to the book because I have a never-ending supply of books to read. The other thing he says, don't bother children. Sometimes children are just, they, they like to play. They like to experiment. They don't, they, they, they do trial and error, you know? So um, that's another thing. Maybe someone who's new is going to have to learn through making mistakes. And so, you know. Like, yeah, I guess it goes back to my statement about League of Legends, mm-hmm. where I might need to just take the growing pain, so to speak, and just... If I really want to get better, right? <laughs> I just yeah, have, to, I mean, you know, I just have like, to learn to suck for a long time. <laughs> well, that's how I played Heroes of the Storm. I mean, you I know, did the same thing. Quick Heroes of the Storm. <laughs> it's true. It's just now that you have experience with a MOBA, right? Past past success is is a hard hard pill to swallow when it comes to trying something new, right? Yeah, I mean, like it's, I said, you know, I was interested in looking at um, Smite. Well, mm-hmm. if I play Smite. First off, it's not the same as Heroes of the Storm, the third-person point of view. Yeah. So you have to learn how to look at maps from that that perspective and know how to, like, lane and stuff. Obviously, I don't know. You know, the only thing I'll say about any other MOBA is I don't want to play 30-minute, 30 to 40-minute matches, especially on, like, a Switch. (laughs) So it's like... Yeah, I agree with that. That's what I'm afraid of, you know. But, uh... That being said, you know, um, yeah, I, like you said, you know, sometimes it's just you have to discover you, you, and know what you're, you know, know where you're at, you know. But also, 
children in a sense, you know, these are other people that might be new to the game or not as experienced. So they, you can't, you can't disrupt their fun. Not everyone's playing the, you, you assume that when people queue up for a hero league, they're supposed to be playing a lot more seriously, but it could be just that that's the mode they want to play because they want a more balanced comp. They, they don't want to play quick match and they didn't want to play on rank because maybe it's too long. So I don't know. So anyway. Yeah, I don't know. Pet a cat when you encounter one on the street. I saw this as a as a, like Instagram post, and I was mm-hmm. really confused. I didn't think it was a real thing. I thought I was just be- making a joke, and now it's not a joke, and I'm still just as confused. <laughs> maybe that means like you know, maybe you should try things that you normally wouldn't or you would avoid. Maybe you know. I mean, if you're allergic to cats, or you you know you're afraid you're gonna get rabies, it might not be. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but uh you know, I, but you know there's heroes that i just you know like medieval like I, I i you know i played it i you know i got on level 15 but i won't pick them you know? yeah but maybe that's the point is maybe in quick match you can play them a little bit more maybe you know, get your confidence up that you can play that medieval when it makes sense for the comp and the, and the map you know um, you know, so maybe that's the thing is when you have the opportunity to play those heroes that you might shy away from, but think that they would be effective. Maybe that's the one that's what you should pl- try to play. Interesting. What is it? What does it matter? 20 minutes later, you're either going to win or you're going to lose. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like it's, you know, you know. I think there's a, and we've talked about a few and, you know, I've talked about a few of my own personal rules. Like, you know, when I'm playing hero league or when I'm playing heroes in a more ranked mode, I try to only play three matches a night. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, try not to go more than that, and um, that's just to you know to stop the 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 slide. You know, if you're if you're playing poorly or you're not not being successful, you know, it gives you kind of a framework to shoot for, and not just obsess and play twenty five games in a, in a day. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think that that's a healthy goal. Um, and ranked if you're for your ranked approach. Um, Unrank, you know, play as many as you feel like playing, you know. I think you're you're only as effective as, you know, two to three games a night, you know. You know, any more than that, and you're kind of pushing it, I think. You know, mm-hmm. Unless you're just trying to learn. Like, if you're playing AIs and learning the hero, that's one thing. But Yeah. But I do think, I don't think that more games equals per, per session equals better play. I think that you... Even like in um, StarCraft, you know they would have what's called warm-up matches. You might in StarCraft when you rank when you queue up in unranked, mm-hmm. you're playing against ranked players. You're just queued up in the unranked, so it doesn't affect you. So they call those warm-up matches. Oh, that's kind of so cool. What, so what people typically do is play one or two warm-up matches, and then they then they flip over to ranked mode if they're trying to climb ladder. So, um, yeah, I think and I kind of wish that they would do the same thing in in Heroes. You know. In Hero League, you know, it's like, I wish that... The only thing is that you can you have to be cons- careful because maybe there's people that are playing unranked um, are just experimenting, you know, and that might not be a good for a ranked mode. So I'm, I'm not really sure. <laughs> yeah, I don't know either. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting mm-hmm. question. Haven't thought enough about mm-hmm. it yet. But, it, but the bottom line is, you know, I think we, you know, yeah, anything you want to try or anything you want to try to get better at, you probably do come come up with maybe more so subconscious rules. Um, the act of actually formulating those rules and form, you know, and and then kind of 
having intention behind those rules it's it's not a bad practice i don't think no it's just not something people are used to articulating right right i mean like the i think reason like a book like this like a book that even is named 12 rules for life is even popular is because people understand that they need some sort of framework to orient themselves or just as a fallback plan or a guidestone or whatever, like mm-hmm. it's whatever you call it, right? Mm-hmm. People are used to thinking they need that or at least used to thinking it, but they haven't done the work to formulate it for themselves. And it's not to say nobody can, you know, it's not to say Jordan Peterson and, you know, his ilk philosophers and psychologists are the people that figure this stuff out. No, it's, hard work to figure this out. It takes a long time. And I'm the only reason I'm able to even articulate that is because I'm currently in the process of creating my own personal philosophy with uh, a mindset training course that I'm taking over the next uh, eight weeks, currently in week two. And Mm -hmm. uh, before we start recording, we talked about it and it, I took probably it took me about two hours to get over through the personal philosophy section. But after I would finish the section, I didn't think it was done enough and proceeded to send what I had already come up with to my friends. They gave me feedback and I proceeded to work on it more and I probably slept on it and I've refined it and I've come up with probably three different versions of it and another one for the other podcast and stuff like that. It's like never over and it's evolving all the time. <laughs> Well, you know, I think that's good. You know, it's interesting because, um, you know, I was listening to um, one of my favorite uh, kind of speeches, you might say, it was a commencement speech mm-hmm. um, by David Foster Wallace. I was going to say, is it like water by David Foster Wallace? Yes. I was just this listening to that, like, yeah, that's what it is. I was just listening to that, like, mm, probably around Christmas time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's did really I, ironic. Did I share that with you, or did? Uh... No, that was recommended to me by a podcast. Okay. It's one of one of yeah. my podcasters' favorite episodes, or favorite yeah. commencement speeches. He listens to it monthly. Yeah, I listen to it in the pool, you know, and I get something from me each time. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's all about you know teaching how to think, but more about making choices and awareness. And, you know, there's a it's very deep, you know, mm-hmm. um, and you know the idea behind. Uh, you know this. You know this this self awareness. You know I don't think I became self aware probably till maybe five years ago. You know, um, maybe maybe when I started my master's program after like the first semester or two, I became a lot more self aware. Um, in the sense that uh, I have, I can make, I can choose. Let me say, I was always trying to please other people. You know, mm-hmm. and this is more probably when you want to interview me for your other podcast. But <laughs> uh, don't worry, it'll come up. <laughs> but um, you know, in this case, you know, a lack of awareness. There's a lack of awareness in here of the storm, right? You know, yeah. And um, uh, whether it's how the hero plays, how the map plays, how the you know, um, and it's really difficult to kind of teach people awareness people want that. I think people focus on like their builds, you know, 
And I think it's important, you know, I mean, you should know how the hero plays, but, um, you know, knowing how to play as a group is what really is important. And unfortunately the game doesn't really teach you how to do that. Yeah. You know, there's no, there's nothing in that, in this game that teaches you how to play as a group. And unlike League of Legends or the other MOBAs where you can carry, you know, have a carry, this one's a lot harder to do the carry, right? You yeah. Know, so it's like because every because everything's them. so more so much more intertwined between each yeah. other. Right. I mean, you rely on other players and you have shared experience, right? So it's like exactly. Yeah. So this is where it becomes a lot more challenging. It's like. Um, <laughs> what what makes heroes great is also a double edged sword. <laughs> it would be interesting, as like if they would reward you for, you know, better team play. As you know, like in a sense, like if you work together, as if you support your team, you mm. do. Like if they found, like if you, so, like for example, um, Decker King gets uh, a uh, gets a um, a buff. To his, um, she, you know, to his uh, shield or whatever. Uh, I forget that term, but you know what I'm saying. Like he gets yeah. like, um, you know, he gets a uh, armor. He gets a plus plus ten armor if he's around as input, as opposed to when he's not. Right. So, if they were to add these types of mechanics in the game, that might encourage certain behaviors, right? right. You know, and if they figure, if they would add more mechanics like that, where the you know, like uh, the close you are or the proximity, you know, so you don't want to be on top of each other. Cause then that's just, you're just baiting for a, uh, um, uh, Kael'thas, uh, right. <laughs> you know, living bomb, but you know, being in the general area, you generate more experience or more, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, there's or ways something. to kind of, they, if they figure out a way to incentivize that. And yeah, that's make, an interesting concept. Cause it's, it's like, what? <gasps> long day. Yes, it is, and I'm used to going to. I've been trying to go to sleep earlier, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's interesting that they. It's like the the hardest code to crack for the entire game, right? I'm not. Hmm, I'm trying to think of a, a good example right now, but that's like, I can't really think of a good way of doing it without causing you know ten other problems. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, but they're game designers, so... I well, mean, that's their job, really, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, if they really were trying to fix... The, you know, they weren't... So they they addressed the one um, issue, right? Where they said, you know, snowballing. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> they did a passive thing. So maybe do something that's somewhat more active, you know, to encourage the play as well, you know? Um, you know, I don't know, maybe objectives in the game. You know, like, yeah. you know, an objective pops up, but everyone's got to do the objective. You know, and, you know, like, you know, you must soak, you know, if, if you must soak so much experience, if you do, you get a bonus, mm-hmm. you know, bonus experience or something. I don't know, but they can think of these, these would the problem with this approach is that it would be unlike, it would be very unmobile like. Right. But, um, cause you know, but they're not afraid of putting objectives up, right? This is the thing about here's the storm that's different than the other ones is that you have these bosses and stuff, right? These you know, these things, these events that occur that everyone's supposed to kind of coalesce to. Yeah. Coalesce to, I think I'm, I'm like, this is unlike the other, uh, MOBAs, you know, yeah. where you just, you're lane, 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 lane. And you, you lane gank you know. basically. It's... Yeah. So I think, well, I mean, those objectives are 
maybe there's other objectives they can add to the game too as well. Uh, that's I guess and then other combination abilities. Like if you have three people together, maybe you'll do more damage, you know, mm-hmm. or you know, so that that kind of stuff. Or you'll gain more 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 health or more shields or something. I don't know. Definitely something they could think about if they were trying to or even just put a mode in the game for like training mode where they reward these things. You know, yeah, right. And, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Call it training real team mode. <laughs> so, yeah. So that, that was a good discussion, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, just, you know, doing a rundown on what happened on Reddit this week. Um, one of the uh, uh, Matt Garner, I think is his name, or M. Garner, uh, he runs a, uh, a website that's a hero share and. It's a site where people stream, like people can um, stream. They they can put their um, their clients on his client on their system, and they can when they're streaming their matches, you can get up real time stats. Like you know, if you want to know the build of some of the streamer, if they're running his utilities, you can get the uh, information and um, of like what the build is and stuff like that by just hovering over the uh, the the stuff in there in the Twitch chat. In addition, he provides like a, an avenue for you to find like the latest builds that people have been playing in Hero League and stuff like that, um, uh, based on the effect they run on their client. Well, his he he's been working with the other developers out there, and he's been trying. I guess like you know when Heroes was announced that they were no longer, you know, uh, the Keatons and all that stuff. A lot of these third-party websites um, stop. They they went out. They 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 shut down as a result. And so he took it upon himself to kind of make an index of all the current active stuff out there and who the um, the folks are. And then he put up two surveys, like, you know, uh, what do you guys think is... Basically, he's asking the community, what do you think is needed for Here's the Storm going forward? And um, what do you think, out of the current stuff that we're doing, what do you think can be done better and stuff? And I thought it was a pretty interesting... You know, he has a very comprehensive list of the stat sites... Uh, anyone that provides uh, information about Heroes of the Storm, like Heroes Patch Notes, Heroes Share, Heroes Talents, Hot CPI, also any of the utilities that are available out there. I'm not sure. And the goal is to make, build awareness. It was it was kind of like a super post. So we we stickied it, and we've been you know trying to get people to contribute and, and provide suggestions on things they think are ne- necessary to uh, promote the game or learn how to play the game better. You know, I talked to him privately. I said, you know, there's a yeah, and there's a there's for StarCraft. There's a Star. There's a couple of StarCraft replay sites, but th- what they do in StarCraft on these and some of these sites is they can um, look at your replay and then tell you uh, how you can improve. You know, based on the average of other people out there. And I think that's the one gap I've noticed about a lot of these tools is there's no analysis of your gameplay or your hero play to tell you. Remember, like this is supposed to be performance based matchmaking. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, maybe like, it's that was supposed to be in the game? What? Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> it was supposed to be like a feature of performance-based matchmaking. Um, you know, that was... And they promised that this year as like maybe a post... As part of the um, MMR, uh, you know, the transition MMR, was to turn the performance-based matchmaker into some type of feedback loop that can tell you certain aspects of your play that can improve, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I think that's one of the things... Yeah, like everyone, you know, hot slogs and all the sites that do this, uh, that do the, um, 
stats, you know, and they can tell you the builds that are popular and the heroes that are popular, but can they tell you how to play the, that hero better or more effectively in the match hero? That's why I think, like, did you do enough hero damage comparatively? Or, um, where did you, how many times did you die in a team, you know, how many team fights did you die? When did you die? <laughs> you know, that yeah. kind of stuff. And you can do that yourself, of course, if you look at your own replays, but having it kind of like, you know, out there sometimes I think would be beneficial too, you know, from a quick analysis standpoint. But um, yeah, so it's a very important, if, you know, if you're not aware of all these uh, websites, it's a really good uh, source to figure out what all is out there. Um, you know me, I tend to use, uh, the one thing I learned was um, Cure's Profile decided to shut down. This is the kind of the hot slogs, uh, like kind of the hot slogs competitor. Um, but uh, he said he was shutting down and he, he made an announcement and then he turned around and announced that he was back. <laughs> so it's like, so it's funny because, yeah, it was funny because I was a Patreon supporter and so I took away my Patreon support because it was no longer doing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so now I feel bad. So I got to go give him a dollar a month again. <laughs> So anyway, but yeah, he, uh, the guy runs, uh, here's, uh, uh, the, I'm sorry, here's profile. Uh, his whole thing was because there was no competitive scene, there's no reason to have the site. And I was like, that was kind of a short sighted thought process, but, um, he seems to have turned it around. So he's one of the, I like his site, the one of the most, because it just, he has a really good visuals and, and it works on any browser and it's fast when it does. I don't know if you do you use any of these utilities? Or? No, I only really ever used hot slogs basically. Um, mm-hmm. Outside of that, I didn't really do too much work on it. Does I don't know. I really wasn't too interested. I guess. Do you upload your replays? Uh, I used to diligently, have not done so in the recent. Mm-hmm. Just obviously. Well, if you're not playing much, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, but, right. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not as into it as I once was. So it's. It's kind of like me. Another thing I would say is if you're looking for one of the things I like is Hots Hots Complete, which is um, it's an app for your iPhone or your Android. It's free. You can, but you can give them a couple dollars if you want. And it's got it's got all the basically it's Hots Log on your mobile device. Yeah. Um, but it's a summarized version of it, so it updates like every week. You know, so it's not like up to moment. Yeah, but it's got a it's got a great little trivia game that you can play every day, and like it put has leaderboards and stuff. So basically, it's basically can you determine who's got the higher win rates, and also like what abilities are. I find I find it to be kind of fun. So. Yeah, I I mean, I well, as a side note, I guess I'm limiting the amount of screen time I've been using with my phone. I uh, really. Yes, so I found I found a website or a little blog post that basically um, helped you make basically your make your phone work for you, not it work, you know, be your boss basically. Right. Um, and so it's a lot of in planned uh, inefficiencies to make it harder to access, aka social media. So. The entire my entire thing is like when you first log into my phone, the front home screen, like that first page if you're using an iPhone, mm-hmm. is all of the most useful things. So it's like organizational stuff, book stuff, clocks, calendars, 
um, a better calculator, all of my health apps, and then the bottom four buttons are now my camera, Evernote, which is my note-taking service, uh, my podcasting app, Overcast, and Spotify, since I use those four the most, and they're not time sinks. Then my second page is everything in folders that is less useful. All of that is alphabetized. <laughs> the folders are alphabetized, alphabetized, and everything in every folder is alphabetized. The basically the main folder here is the messaging is all in its own folder. So Discord is there, Gmail is there, um, the actual text messages, phone calls, Facebook Messenger, yada yada yada. Mm-hmm. And then the last one is called Time Sinks. That's the most important one. Uh, that one has one icon in the main folder of it, and then you have to scroll to the left to get to the where the actual social media sites are. <laughs> so Instagram, mm-hmm. Twitter. I have to go through three. No. Let's see. I have to unlock the phone, so that's one. Swipe left once, tap a thing, swipe left again, and then hit the icon to get to a social media thing to basically limit how often I open these websites up or the apps since they are so addicting. Seems like it's well, seems like it's pretty. uh, You know what's interesting about me is I never put, I didn't have any games on my phone, Mm -hmm. but um, I decided, you know. I, you know, for some reason, I decided to put one on my phone and I put three <laughs> total. So I have this really this one called Really Bad Chess, <laughs> which is more of a puzzle game. And then there's a version of it. The company that makes that one, they they produce all these other games. Yeah. So I got their word game, and See, I look, also what, got look the, what it's doing! Look what it's doing! The little dopamine. Generally, generally speaking, I only do it when I'm commuting home or if I'm just watching TV or with the wife. Still, dopamine, little dopamine hits, man. It gets you. Mm-hmm. It's like the perfect little roulette wheel. I'm not. I'm being. I'm. It sounds like I'm being silly, but it, that's. It's how it happens. Um, I don't disagree. <laughs> I, so, but the good thing about the um, the the Android, or I use the um, I have a Pixel Three. It's mm-hmm. got the digital well being app built into it now. It's part of the service. All of them do, I think, or I have to have something. Well, they're just starting to add them now. I yeah. think, and, and so this one's built in. So, but it's it doesn't keep a history. Like you know, you can't look at your history, but you oh, can really? see what you did throughout the day. So, like, uh, like I can't like look back a week ago and see what my uh, get an averages or anything. Like, it just tells you what you did th- that day. So yeah. right now I'm at six hours thirteen minutes on my phone. And but that's also like assuming low velocity. It's like you know some of it's not. Yeah, you know, I'm actually at about the same thing. Yeah. But that's because, for some reason, I was on – it's counting messaging as social media right now for me, which it would not mm-hmm. have actually counted. So it looks a lot worse than it is. But, yeah. I agree. I think it's an interesting – I just think it – I don't know. B- being able to control the – control things that are designed around – I don't know if you've heard of this, but the century of self – yeah. It's, it's it's a documentary basically about how they it's applied Freudianism and how they basically created the modern marketing department, so to speak. I'm mm-hmm. I'm paraphrasing terribly here and oversimplifying, but it's terrifying once you read it. And basically, it makes that everything like American consumerism is basically the products we buy are now disguised as things that if you buy our this product, that is you self actualizing yourself basically. Yeah. You know, sounds like a Fight Club. <laughs> a little bit. It's it's very um. 
it basically makes people into sheep and that we're mindless and we can be controlled by our innermost desires and that we don't even know we want, but somehow marketing yeah. companies can do it for us. Yeah. Um, I push back against these concepts, but I can see, I see how it's shaped our world in modern consumerism since it started in like the thirties, I believe might be getting it off a little bit, but yeah, it's terrifying and interesting at the same time. So well, it's like the, the new Richard <laughs> Cranston, the new Richard Cranston movie. You know, we've been seeing like advertisements, um, you know, constantly like on Spotify or well, I guess, well, we'll just say Spotify. Yeah, it's fine. And then, uh, and then, um, uh, television. Yeah. And so, like, wife is like, "What are you going to do this weekend?" I'm like, "I don't know." She goes, "You want to go see the Richard?" <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> so I was like, "Yeah." Well, well, I can see why you want to go see that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like what's yeah. front of brain, kind of, and you, you, what, yeah. what you're exposed to all the time, you don't even realize. Um, but there's t- there's a ton of movies I want to see that if I don't take notes, I won't remember that. I, I want to go see, see Glass. Either. That's what I want to go see. Yeah. It was out this Friday. It looks yeah. awesome. So yeah, so I get it. But yeah, basically, I'm just trying to limit things that it seems like. Oh, I'm I can do that, right? You know, like the alcoholic who says I can stop drinking whatever I want. You know, yeah, you got to plan, right? Skillful yeah. avoidance, kind of a plan. Yeah, and I just think going forward, um, people who can understand what technology is doing and and leverage them as tools rather than things that own them. I.e. Mm-hmm. productivity and limiting screen time as I wear my dorky um, computer glasses for the red the red shift and all of my monitors are now orange shifted or whatever. Mm-hmm. And now I have a new thing that's – you might have heard of it called a wake-up light. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that's like a – it's basically a fancy alarm clock, but it has yeah. a, uh, a, build, a special light that can mimics the rising and setting of the sun. So it starts out. You're like, like a sh- like you must like you know sharper images love you. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, I I just optimize my life as many in as many ways as possible. You know, it's all about health yeah. and understanding how to, you know, for for lack of a better description, is optimizing daily recovery and stimulus and things like that, mm-hmm. so that I can end each day and start each day on the best foot possible, right? Mm-hmm. Vitamins, sense. nutrients, and a little bit of exercise and be mm-hmm. mindful of all the things going on. Right. Um, I take my multivitamin, my fiber supplement, my calcium supplement. See, mm. right. Just cover your bases. Like basically is what I'm trying to get at. Um, and right. I know, <laughs> but, I probably, but I probably piss them all away. <laughs> well, <laughs> like true. <three> hours. <laughs> true. You're, you're, I mean, majority, unfortunately, majority of your vitamin, you do you go straight Hello. through it and you filter it right out of your body. But, you're still doing more than you, you than the average if you don't yeah. do that. <laughs> um, I don't know. It, to me, it's just I understand like certain of this sounds probably ridiculous and it's a little extreme, but the way I see it is if I can find like one percent of that that's useful, then it I can then regurgitate it and be like, okay, here's as far as I went. You know, I took the goalpost and moved it way out for whatever reason, and then mm-hmm. you could take it to you know the fifty yard line maybe, or even less than that, the, the 25 yard line. And that will get you just as much benefit. Well, like you said, you're trying to figure out what's meaningful and prioritizing that over what's expedient. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. So, uh, <laughs> which is, you know, which just seems like it's a really good way to live your life, you know? And if you mm-hmm. can sustain it, that's the thing. Yeah. You know, there's, right. there's a lot of things out there that are. Well, that's, that's the part of it too, is the sustainability yeah. part. Cause I know I yeah. haven't prioritized sleep as much as I should. Mm-hmm. And that's 
you know, I'm, per, I'm approaching my 10 o'clock right now and my, mm-hmm. my, my wearables have been telling me I should probably try to go to bed around uh, 11, 1130. So I'll have to cut this podcast probably a little shorter than our usual two mm-hmm. hours. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, you know, it's just trying to be mindful of certain things and getting into habits and routines and like try to get away from the screens basically is the other big one. Mm-hmm. Just we're, put my we're phone. A podcast about here's this tormentor. Our advice is. Try and go to bed early. <laughs> well, no, like I, so it, it's actually really re- ironic. You said that because the, so there's like a podcast I listened to today with the finding mastery one. I told you about earlier before we started recording was the, his name is Steve or sorry, Kevin Carroll. And I was going to say Steve Carroll, <laughs> different, totally different person. Um, but he, he said this thing. He's like, he's like, I understand people are going to want to do certain things to recharge themselves and have fun. Right? Like you can play Fortnite or a video game, right? And have and recharge and get energized and, you know, do your thing with it, but don't let it, don't do it, you know, to the, to an extreme, right? Don't use it and stay up too late and do things like that, where it's going to mm-hmm. have negative impacts on your overall well Um, cause I, I've struggled with that for a long time. And that was kind of like what I was doing when we were around when Heroes got the news and things like that. I was like, man, do I really want to keep playing a game when it has no quote-unquote future, blah, blah, blah. And it's kind of like, okay, I need to make the game in this podcast in, in tandem work for me to gain value from it going right, forward. Right. Don't just um, play it because you have a podcast about it and you feel compelled. Play it because you want to play it. And right. You you know, like I said, I still want to, you know, I want to place in the early. I want to get, you know, I want to improve, you know, but I also don't want to spend 12 hours a night playing it. I want to spend right. like three hour, uh, three matches, whatever that is. You know? Yeah. So at, and, at most 60 minutes or so, or roughly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Finding balance. You know, exactly. So. And and that's kind of what I've been at with this and kind of being able to bake in routines around it so that I'm spending more time doing things that I think is more meaningful, AKA reading and going to bed earlier. <laughs> But even like when you were playing, you were doing the things like you were uh, doing the videos, which yeah, you know, right. And I still got value doing, from that. Yeah, but you were learning how to produce a video, mm-hmm. you know, and you know, teach people, you know, try to find ways to teach people, and yeah. then you refine yeah. that. You didn't just stick with that. You went and kind of learned how to edit them, so you took out all the boring part. Right? You know, so yeah, like, that's that's. That's good because you're learning a skill and it's something, and I, I'm good with that. You yeah, know, I mean, I totally, I totally view it as an evolution of where I, I, I personally think that where, where the channel with the YouTube and all that stuff in the game has, you know, had its natural stopping point for me, I wouldn't, it wouldn't, it's it was setting the groundwork for what I'm doing today, you know, mm-hmm. with this podcast and my other podcast and and the website feeding curiosity and all that stuff and the, the all of that hard work has paid off dividends because people I know personally or who know me and stuff or, or even in like tangentially know me like family members or whatever, I get a lot of different people and they tell me like what you're doing is amazing. And it's so, it's so, you know, charming and praise and things like that. And I, I, it's not to sound arrogant or anything like that, but it's just like weird to have people feel the need to, they're so compelled and, and enjoy ex- what they hear from me, like what I do that th- they want to say, this is awesome. And that's a really mm-hmm. weird feeling. And I'm, I'm not using it to pack myself on the back because I don't think it's, it's foreign. <laughs> it's the foreign because it's praise for something that you just, you know, you just decided to do. Yeah. And it was like, 
you know, I think I might have told you a story about photography, but like, mm-hmm. you know, I went to school, I became, you know, I have this degree in photography. I work in IT. I work in computers. Yeah. And what it was is like, you know, when I, when I, I rediscovered photography again, I'm not going to give you that story. I started producing, I learned to just take away all the, like all the anxiety of trying to produce the perfect picture. Right. And it started just to produce pictures, you know, and to try to make them dramatic and interesting. And I remember giving a photograph to my mom, like I took a picture of a beach scene and, you know, but the way I took care in framing it, you know, putting it in, a, in the appropriate frame and gave it to her. And yeah. my mom was like, this is, this is such a beautiful thing. You know, and it's That's like, awesome. Yeah. And I was like, and you know, I had a brother, my brother, you know, I did something similar to them when we were going through a little bit of a family thing and they really appreciated it. So I started learning, Oh, you know, people, you know, and it wasn't, you know, you know, you, you go to school, you learn photography, you learn to do it for other people. You know, like, you know, you're doing this thing for like this, but really the people that matter are the people that are closest to you, you know? And yeah. I think it's one of the things that you've, you know, hit upon with your podcast is that you're connecting to, to the people that are closest to you yes, <laughs> and then presenting them to the world. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I, like the weirdest thing to me is like people, like it's because I'm the one who's like doing the intros and things like that, that people, mm-hmm. it resonates or that people pick me to come back to. Yeah. Um, but I don't feel like it's like I don't feel like I'm the one who deserves a praise. I deserve. I think it's the people who come on to the guests and are so candid yeah. and they're so authentically themselves, and they're the ones taking their time in the day. I'm like I'm not you know I'm not paying these people anything. I'm like hey I would love to hear you talk about you know your thing whatever that is, mm-hmm. you know I'm, I'm giving them the platform to talk about it and yeah um th- that's and then you just put, <laughs> and you just put it out there yeah, yeah and I don't ask for it I just say here it is and then like because like. I've been explaining this to everybody that will listen to me. It's like, it's like what they, they get out of it. Like it's the people that like that person who shares that episode. That's, that's the, when it gets spread like wildfire because there's so many people out in the world who enjoy people that they don't even realize it. Cause people think they're, they're so insignificant when they, when, but, and they don't think they have as much of an impact on people around them. You know, they, they lessen their own impact. Kind of like what, one of the 12 rules was right the um the don't think that you can learn from someone else even though you don't you know what i mean yeah and i I think a lot of people around you especially if you're a sincere person or at least nice enough to most people and you're not arrogant and stuff which is basically almost everybody you know in general most people Mm -hmm. don't have a chip on their shoulder or have a superior complex at least around around anyone who i've been able to talk to otherwise um and those ones are the ones that people resonate with a lot. I mean, even though we talked about a few on, on here already, like my friend who, uh, being yourself basically was what his thing was about. And, and like the, yeah. that one, you know, I wasn't expecting that, but there's a lot of people that know him and resonate with that. And then th- those yeah. are the ones that get a lot of attention because there's, there's just something about being authentic, right. <laughs> that, yeah. that sparks whatever, like conversation and interest and intrigue. And because pe- everyone wants to be authentically, themselves <laughs> and i and well it's like how do you be authentic you know how do you i don't you know, right. how I do know. You, <laughs> you know it's like like i said you know there's the whole pressure to copy you know but then copying isn't bad as long as you take it and you tweak it you know and then you give credit where credit's due of course you don't just assume you know just don't take credit for something but yeah. um yeah you know and so i think that that's you know it's interesting like i said yeah. you know, i become more and more aware 
as I've gotten older. And I wish I could go back in time and say the, <laughs> the younger version of me because I might have avoided a few embarrassing Isn't that funny mistakes. how that almost everybody says that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, I, it's, it's funny, right, how like when you think about it, most successful people are people who are older or things like that. It's because they've, you know, been around the block more than once, so to speak, and stuff. And it's interesting because certain – I just think certain things you need to learn by trial and error, like we were saying before. Um, mm-hmm. But some of it too is I think there's a thing about empathy nowadays mm-hmm. that we, we can learn by hearing other people's stories and stuff like that because you can kind mm-hmm. of understand it because it's part of that authenticity thing where – when someone's really being true or authentic to who they are, it you can hear it in their voice, right? And I think that's probably a part of these podcasts makes sense, is or have a magical quality to them. They mm-hmm. people aren't there. You can tell when the people themselves are enjoying it because it's like the, there's not even an audience there. They're just going back and forth and they're enjoying it, or maybe they do pretend like there's an audience, but. It doesn't feel like it's forced, right? It's they're just being right, honest just talk. and it's talking. And I mean, it's even like well, this right now. We're being vulnerable, like extremely vulnerable. <laughs> and it's well, you can ask a question and it immediately gets a response as opposed to like, let me think about that. You know, and they put yeah. up all their guards and they try. I don't want to say this because I might get yeah. in trouble. You know, it's like they just kind of talk. You know, yeah. I, think that, I mean, I, was mean I, was talking, I was talking to my aunt the other day, and yeah. um, uh, we were just because she was telling me what was going on. With, with my other aunt who she's been kind of helping mm. and we were talking and I was, you know, like in like 30 minutes later, I was like, you know, I've talked so much, you know, <laughs> I don't usually talk this much. You know, I, I'm a more of a contemplative kind of person. I listen and then, you know, I ask questions. You know, I feel like, like I get you to talk though. Yeah, I talk way more on this podcast than I thought I would ever. I, I listen to back our podcast. <laughs> Man, I talk a lot in this thing and poor Eric is not getting any words. No, <laughs> so I, like, no you're good, dude. I, I talk plenty. <laughs> I have many hours of my own voice recorded on the internet and other places. <laughs> well, going back to, you know, where you said like, go back, you know, what's funny is like, when I think about here's a storm, you know, with, you know, what I, what would I tell myself if, if I could talk to myself or, you know, and I think I took this really kind of de- de- deliberate uh, path in here's a storm where I played AI matches for like six months or so and or mm-hmm. seven months. I was afraid. And then I started doing a little bit of quick match. And then all of a sudden I started playing quick match. And I took this very deliberate approach. And I think if I was to go back and revisit myself, I would say maybe pick four heroes, five heroes, and play those heroes. And play them in quick mm-hmm. match, play them in hero league. Don't don't be afraid to play those. I think I would have I would have coached myself a lot differently. Now I'm not ashamed of the approach I took. I feel like I've learned quite a lot. Yeah, um, but that would be like maybe the advice I would give myself. If Step I was one. To go back and say, yeah, yeah. I don't mm-hmm. know. I it's weird mm-hmm. because I didn't ever expect myself to become a comp- content creator in any way mm-hmm. or become attached to the game like I did. Because mm-hmm. at the time I had some pretty strong pull from friends of mine that were all really big into League of Legends. To and mm-hmm. it would have been the more logical step for me to be like, you should play League. Mm-hmm. Because all my friends were doing it, and they were like, okay, like gold, I think they're gold platinum-ish mm-hmm. rank, so not bad, but not terrible either. And I could have easily probably dove into it and got it probably around there pretty quickly, but I don't, for whatever reason, it didn't It didn't stick, and it wound up being a more frustrating thing, and then I got into the beta of Heroes, and 
I just started watching other yeah, kind of creators. Like, my brother was playing heavily with me. We were always duoing together. And then, like, he showed me MF Pally Time as, like, the first one I ever watched. And then there's a couple other Squadron-esque videos and things like that that we would watch and have fun with. And then some at some point, I don't know, I just got this idea that I was like, I could do something like that, you know? And I could do my own spin on it, whatever that wound up being like, you know? Because I would just watch videos and I would be like, you know, there, it just felt like there wasn't as much, like there was just felt like there was room to do something, you know? Like I felt like I could teach people, I guess, or something like that and just show the process of here's how to just work through things. Because at the time I was just starting getting into this, this mindset stuff really. And I would listen to, um, the same podcast, finding mastery, but it was like one of the first ones I ever listened to. That one was right, right around the midpoint of my hero's career videos, basically. And I would hear her like high level athletes talk about like how they visualize the game or strategies, things like that. And I was like, I would just be listening to it. And I'm just like, Oh my God, this is like heroes of the storm, but just a yeah. different version of it. You know, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's all, you so you can distill it down the same way for as like an athletic thing or a mindset, uh, you know, puzzle, you know, three, it's like th- three dimensional chess, but you know, with moving parts on the, on the battlefield or with five different players too. Right. <laughs> yeah. If you parse it down. And so I was just kind of like looking at the game in, in that respect of like, okay, I'm one, I'm one puzzle piece on there. And like, what, what can my mindset be, you know, and I have this rule yeah. set being the character abilities and things like that. And so I tried, how does your, how can you influence the outcome of the match? Yeah. Being that you're one of four people or one of yeah. five people. Oh, and I think that's one of the challenges I like about it. Yeah. It's frustrating, but it's also kind of like, you know, well, I it mean, is part is, of the But puzzle. isn't that, isn't that life though? Like if you think about it, because yeah. like if you, if you, cause I was literally just having a discussion today early at work, we were talking about like politics, like broadly politics and how problems dissolve and people get angry at each other, blah, blah, blah. And basically what happens is that the scope of the problem is too large for one person to solve. <laughs> basically no yeah and so yeah and and so survival is survival you know if you look at survival you know it's groups of people that survive not yeah. individuals exactly right? but, know, so the same you know it, like i said though i think that if if heroes really wants if the blizzard or the developers really want to promote this game they got to figure out ways to incentivize help people kind of realize it's better to work together than to try to go off on your own and do something. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, that, that's one thing I was seeing again to kind of bring this whole conversation back from the beginning mm-hmm. is you see people do that where they, it gets late game and they think they, we need to go core, right? But they don't ping. They don't do <laughs> we anything. Another, we, we need another camp. <laughs> or, no. Well, or you, or you have that person who's the guy who's playing murky, who's in top lane all the game. And he's like, I'm going to get mm-hmm. the bruiser camp up top. I'll be there, guys. And then, you know, we have our Nazebo who's finally pushed all the way through the bot lane with our catapult mm-hmm. wave. And then he dies and, you know, does 5% damage on the shield of the core. Mm-hmm. When, in, when in reality, if we all just moved as five and got Hold to the core. Hold my beer. I got this. <laughs> right. Exactly. And that usually doesn't work. Um, and and, and it's just when you have five different – it's like when you have five different wheels trying to move in different directions and you don't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And, and maybe it, that's why we need, but maybe that's why we need the twelve rolls, right? <laughs> I, I mean, that's the point, right? It's just, but the problem is that so many different players come in and come into the game with their own different rule sets. You know, maybe maybe people have like three of the twelve rules, <laughs> and they're all working. Funny, 
You know what would be funny is if you had the 12 rules in the game and like your performance was based on the 12 rules. So it gave you, it told you if you did the 12 rules. Right. <laughs> like you got an A plus for working with your teammates, but a B minus in, in yeah. you know, group up time. Ooh, that'd be cool. And then, Ooh. you know, you get your overall rating would be based on your 12 rule performance. Like, you know, he's or, not a really Well, team, I just thought of you know. like a, a new metric, right? Like time spent with three or more players. You know, yeah. within within certain X radius there of you your go. character, boom, right there. Because I would yeah. tell you how well you're grouping effectively. Like, hey, you could use more room, work, uh, you know, you could use more to work with your allies, right? But if you're playing a solo, you know, like a Tahaka, <clears throat> it would be less, you know, incentivized to do that for obvious reasons. But so here's the other thing I was thinking is, um, so matchmaking, right? If if you Based on your performance, in the, like remember, like we have the twelve rules, you're being analyzed on the twelve rules. The matchmaker matches you based on people who play on those rules, right? You know, so if you don't play well with others and all that stuff, you get matched with other people that don't do the same thing. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, it's it's not like the, right now they do what's called MMR averaging, right? Where, uh, you know, yeah, they try, it takes the all five of you and yeah, you know, it tries to create this like fun game based on the fact it's going to you know give you a potato. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> yeah, that's why you get so, the weird you know the one diamond player with five golds. <laughs> that's what I was trying to say is it's like they kind of like if they match make you based on your performance in the twelve rules, maybe that would be a better way to match make people, not just you know wins and losses and yeah. that kind of stuff, but you know on your ability to play well with others. So people who play well with others get you know match with other people to play well with others and you have a more interesting game and there's people who don't play well with others they get matched with the other people who don't play well with others now mm. granted maybe they're you know i don't At know if there's with an incentive. status people yeah but to get my point if those mm-hmm. people are kind of matched together well it'll create this environment uh where there's only people that, you know it basically like you like it you, creates it creates a hierarchy of of selfish people with people who are, <laughs> it's like a, a hierarchy of people who play well with others and a hierarchy of people yeah. who are selfish. And but at least they're entitled. getting the, <laughs> at least they're getting the feedback mm-hmm. that they're not playing well with others or, but then, hey, pe- then certain people get stuck in selfish hell. <laughs> but that's, maybe that's where you're at. You know, maybe that's where that's you fair. have to. I and mean, then the thing is, is, you know, the bottom line is to improve. You got to play by, you know, you got to, you gotta do things to improve. You can still win the game and be with selfish people and stuff. All right. So, you, mm-hmm. but your matchmaker is not, you know, and your rank could go up because of that. But it does your rank doesn't necessarily matter? Your matchmaking matters more, you know, because you play well. You don't, you don't blame people, you know, that kind of stuff. You know, that's what I'm trying to say is the matchmaker bases it on all the intangible things, not just wins and losses. But did you? Do these other things? I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it's you know. Maybe right now I think it makes an assumption that if you win, you play well, <laughs> you know, and you do all the right things. Whereas if they actually looked at the right things, remember the performance-based matchmaking, it was supposed to kind of even that stuff out. Yeah. But then people are still trying to figure out what the what the 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 met the numerical metrics are, and then try to game the system. There's always going to be a way to game. I'm like, but. Like I said, like you said, maybe figure out if you're with three or more people that's playing well together, you know, and you you move up. And like I said, if they can figure out those twelve metrics or whatever the metrics are, I think it would be an interesting way to match make. Yeah, it would yeah. have to be. It would be a total real and too much engineering. In the games, you know, not getting that much investment. I wouldn't mind. You know, 
it's just it's a way to kind of look at it. You know, right now they they incentivize win loss, you know, and some performance, you know, in some aspects some performance. But yeah. um, I I don't think people want to play that much. I think people want to play with people that are willing to cooperate. And can you can you quantify that and make because right now, like you said, if you play with a group of people that you enjoy playing with that all try to play and play within the framework. Your enjoyment of the game goes up. If your enjoyment of the game is up, you're more incentivized to maybe buy a skin or something like mm-hmm. that. If you create a frustrating experience for everyone, people aren't interested in buying your skin. People are going to opt know. out real fast. Yeah. yeah. People don't want to play your competitive modes either, right? You mm-hmm. know, so. I mean, we haven't played but, competitive mode in forever. At least I haven't. Yeah. We basically said but, we're not playing unless you have four or more. Yeah. And that's the thing is, you know, because you play against these, you know, these comps, these, st- you know, these, uh, the stomp comps and, you know, a lot of stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. not the wine, but I think like, you know, if they're really trying to spitball and this, you know, remember, Blizzard wants to make another game, right? So. I mean, they have I'm, at least two unannounced projects. Right. It's, it's, and, at least that's the intent. That's like the feeling I have. I don't know if that's 100% true. And we, they we were making assume play through Diablo yeah. 4 and something else. And they were making this play for esports, right? And then I'm not sure where they stand on the esports right now because of what they've announced with here's Hearthstone, right? You know, yeah. Um, you know, so I might, maybe they're trying to get out of the esports scene, quote unquote. But yeah, yeah, I don't think that's really a smart strategy. I mean, like I know they're throwing all their eggs in the basket. And maybe the Heroes invitation on WCS, but even WCS, you know, I was listening to uh, the Pylon show. They're like, you know, we're, we're we might be next. <laughs> they think now, so. Well, they go. The bottom line is they won't have the circuit as much. They might just mm. have the invitationals or whatever. Just it, slim it down, basically trim the fat. Well, that's what everyone was talking about. Like, you know, I listened to um, Not Paradox. This uh, He was on a different podcast, and they were talking about the fact that, you know, the HTC was a really difficult thing to watch, you know, because there's a lot of matches every week. You don't know which ones are meaningful. But... Yeah, when they got to the playoffs or the crucibles and those types of things, that was it generated a lot of excitement. Yeah. So if they if they could figure out how to do these things a few times a year, much like the Invitational is for Dota, they might have more success. They were trying to make this kind of like sports league, you know. But let's face it, sports leagues like baseball right now doesn't have a great attendance. Football's right. got even football's gone the on the on this reverbs lately, you know, because of uh all the crap that's happening, you know, yeah, they can't even fill up stadiums. So putting on like something that's week to week to week, you know, it, it becomes kind of hard, you know, unless you want to, you know, I mean, build your life around it. I mean, the, the, what they call it now is the attention economy, right? There's so many different things to pull you, your attention. So. Yeah. Yeah. So I having these I super mean, leagues, you know, it's like, it's kind of hard, you know, maybe. You know, my question like, for you is, do you think some of this trouble is generated from what's going on within Activision? Not to get like into that I, whole deal, but I mean, Bungie's leaving I, now and there's some sort of fraud charges, well, I believe, or something like that. Yeah. Well, I think all that's just corporate corporatism, you know, trying yeah. to make market like so. You know, I think the the esports grew from a very organic, uh, you know, um, you know, beginnings, right? You know, it was people really passionate about the games, playing the games, and other people wanted to go watch, and they couldn't, yeah. and they couldn't really easily watch them. There wasn't platforms like Twitch back then. 
So they had to share VODs and that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. And then in Korea, they made a TV show out of it. So it was like a weekly event, you know, much like they, since they didn't have their own NFL, this was like their NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that there was a lot of corporatism trying to, and there was a lot of people trying to innovate in this space and trying to make their games interesting. Twitch definitely democratized the whole thing, you know, right. and made it really easy to get to. I mean, that's know, very, and, and that's apparent by people like Ninja being the top streamer beating yeah. League of Legends by like 100 million hours watched. Yeah. <laughs> and people watch Ninja while well, he's entertaining, but more importantly, they're trying to learn how to play him. You know, mm-hmm. there's, you know, there's, that's what draws them, you know, I mean, maybe to be kind of seen or whatever. Yeah. But, you, you know, I think that there was just too much, you know, and that, and I think when there's too much of something, it loses value, right? <laughs> you know, it doesn't, you know, and so when you make something a little bit more scarce, a little bit more exclusive, um, it's a little bit easier to follow. People talk about the Invitational because, you know, it's an event, but it's a major event. It's, yeah. you know, a large prize pool. So there's a lot of incentive, you know, to lead up to that. Um, I think Blizzard tried to make it like a career, you know, for some people. And I think, uh, you know, I think they had the right intention, but unfortunately, you know, it's just not a system. You know, we, we, we did the podcast on sports, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, we've definitely talked about this before and yeah, it's not easy, you know, and, and you know, to produce and, uh, you I know, mean, it's, it's hard to get people to care, right? Like you're just talking about yeah. what draws people in, <laughs> like not even uh, uh, 10 minutes ago or whatever, like. It's definitely a a fickle beast, right? Because yeah. I think with anything I, you people create, you don't know it's a hit until you, you, it's already been through the ringer, so to speak. <laughs> yeah, and like I said, you know, I think everyone would agree the mid-season brawls this year were were great events. The, the playoffs were pretty fun, but the you know the HTC itself, you know, it was just weeks. It was just a lot of matches to you know, try to you know to try to draw meaning from. I mean, um, I only watched well, a third of the games. I watched specifically yeah. EU and maybe a few of the major matchups, you know. And, and what did it mean? So the, you watch all these matches, but everyone makes it except for the, the bottom feeders, the bottom two, right? <laughs> they go into a crucible. All right, great. But everyone else makes it to the playoffs, and then they just have this kind of gauntlet, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, the gauntlet was kind of cool because, like, some teams actually made it to the gauntlet, to the finals, you know, so... Yeah. No upsets, but you know, you know, close. There was a couple of close upsets, you know. So, um, you know, but the bottom line is, though, the entire season doesn't make it doesn't matter. It just matters for positioning, right? You know, so it's like, all right, well, do we really need all that, you know, exposition, or can we just get into like a tournament, you know, and then a bunch of teams enter, and then the best teams make it to the playoffs? Yeah, you know, so it's, it's, you know, which is what I think most people want, and there's a big prize pool, so, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, so I don't know. I think that that's probably where people want things to go. I could see like BlizzCon having a Heroes of the Storm kind of World Series event like they did before when they did uh, Heroes of the Storm, the first WC, you know, the first championship, which was there was no, there was no HGC, remember? You know, it was yeah, just, right. you know, these, they had these, um, they had like a, I think Heroes hype was part of that, that initial, uh, Thing. And I think they just partnered with Blizzard at the end and had the World Series at BlizzCon. So I'm good with that. If they, you know, and maybe that's what happens with the good thing I will say about, you know, and this is we can close on on yeah. the, this note is, you know, there's a ton of 
people trying to create Heroes of the Storm tournaments. You know, yes, there's leagues. a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes that not many people know about unless you're we're already involved. So and there's Heroes Lounge and Heroes Hype. They're both of those group organizations are working overtime, and they're doing stuff in the United States and in Europe. Just uh, trying to we, secure funding is what I've kind of garnered yeah. from it, basically. Yeah, and then there's like these little tournaments that are popping up. And Lurhan, our you know resident esports guy mm-hmm. and mod, he's doing a great job tracking it. He's created uh, the esports calendar on the website on Heroes. So there's definitely no shortage of tournaments and and amateur tournaments and you know and That's even awesome. like a small person you know so the money's not there you know it's like fifteen thousand for the Heroes Lounge Division S crowdfunding you know mm-hmm. but it's a start right you know and then maybe Blizzard will throw some of their Blizzard millions at, mm-hmm. <laughs> at, at that hashtag esport money as everybody always likes to throw around. Yeah. And, you know, I think that I, what I'd like to see from Blizzard is their willingness to use the, the, you know, the, the, the battle chest yeah. you know, approach. They've done it for WCS. I support the WCS every season. You know, I get my skins. That's StarCraft, right? Just so yeah. for those who are yeah. not familiar. I get about, you know, the battle chest. And, yeah. you know, it's similar to what they do for League of Legends and for Dota, right? You know, yeah. so I think Blizzard needs to do this themselves. And, you know, and let the amateur let let these leagues do their thing. You know, let it. You know, they tried it; they were some somewhat successful. But I think that I think that let the community make this league. You know, and yeah, you know, and as the thing about you know, uh, let's say like let's talk about StarCraft. Mm-hmm. They get one or two balance changes a year. You're usually it's one major one. It's usually at the round the end of the WCS is when they make a major balance change. They change the balance of the units. And then everything kind of you know stables out from that point. They might make small changes throughout the season, but it's nothing like we get it with heroes. Like we get a new balance change every every four weeks or every three every yeah. two weeks after a major release. So I you know as we stabilize the hero pools, you know we might get a few years like we're in maintenance mode, so we get maybe six years a year, maybe four years a year eventually. Um, you know, and less balance changes. I think this is what we were talking about. The game I mean, is changing so that's, much. It's so natural, though, because like if you think about yeah. how League of Legends does it, they do four mm-hmm. heroes a year, I believe, and maybe yeah. six reworks, maybe, because they're it's such a complex machine to be able to mm-hmm. like move that many pieces around. Yeah, you're 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 gonna disrupt that fine-tuned balance, you know, if you want to call mm-hmm. it that, right? Because there's gonna be people who are gonna argue with me about that one, but you know. <laughs> I just think it's like, I don't know. It's a, uh, it's it's a it's a fickle beast and a hard thing to do, you know. Yeah, and I think you can get away with a little bit more. Yours is, we have shorter yeah. matches. We have different environments. I think the uh, devs have been fantastic. You know, yeah. whatever so you want to say. <laughs> yeah. They've been amazing. You know? mm-hmm. Like I said, I think that you know if they get to their routine where they're doing the same balance changes and you know the hero releases. A standard cadence, everyone will be happy. Yeah. And you're right, there might be a point in which there'll be less hero, new heroes and more just reworks of existing heroes. I think that's um, okay, though. I really yeah, think it's, it's fine okay. But if it leads to a stable pro scene, right? Remember like what we were talking about earlier in last year when I said, I think it's really difficult to be a pro. Every t- three weeks, you got a new hero that's coming out. Oh my god, balance it's, changes. it's astronomical. I'm surprised yeah. these people you, don't have mental breakdowns. More at least that we don't hear, we do, don't hear about okay. it. 
how do you prepare for this? Right. You know, it's like two weeks ago I was playing the Zebo and he was awesome. Al, he's like, he's crap. And I got to play, you know, <laughs> Right. Zero or or they, or they <laughs> add in a character like Genji or Tracer or something that yeah, is yeah, game breaking. Yeah. And like, what if you're not that, like, what if that's your role, right? What if you're the, mm-hmm. you're that flex assassin that is supposed to be the guy who's, who's able to play the, the, you know, that hero. Right. And you can't yeah. figure that hero out. How does that make you feel? Not great. Mm-hmm. Guaranteed. No. <laughs> yeah, what was interesting is that going back to StarCraft, there was this thought process that in StarCraft, um, at least in Brood War, mm-hmm. you know, for the twenty years that it was around, that you know they didn't have to make any adjustments to it. They felt everyone said, "Well, this is the most balanced game." And it turned, this guy did an analysis of it. It was recently on, I think it was on StarCraft, our StarCraft. He said, "It turns out that." Um, Protoss were not as balanced. They were, they had, it was, it was Zerg, uh, Terran that were kind of close and then Protoss. So everyone thought it was a balanced game, really? but reality is based on performance and results of, uh, it wasn't tournaments. as close. It as, wasn't as balanced as people thought, you know? Well, isn't and that it, the problem? Yeah. Like the kind of going back to one of the rules is you, you don't, you can't know every, everything yeah. kind of. <laughs> Right. Well, there, everyone was kind of saying it was a balanced thing, but it really it turned out that on performance in tournaments, which is the highest legal level of play, by the way, mm-hmm. it wasn't, you know. But to people like you and I playing it, it doesn't matter. Right. <laughs> of course. It's, yeah. It's when like, you're, it depends uh, on, you know, when you're the 0.01% or 0.1%, yeah. I guess is a better analogy. And no, I guess if you're a professional, you're 0.01. But like, yeah. you know, <laughs> it, 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 it's really hard to look at it in, that, in those ways. And I think with Heroes of the Storm, what they want to do is they want to get all heroes between the 45 and 51% win rate. You know, if there are higher win rates than that, maybe they're a little bit overbalanced. Maybe they need to be tuned down. If they're performing below that 45% um, threshold, maybe they need some loving, you know, or maybe they're just heroes that will always perform that way because they have, you know, unique skill sets or, you know, it, you know, you get the point. So, uh, they, like you said, you have a philosophy that you've been working on. Let's see what their philosophy is going forward. But I think mm-hmm. as the hero, new hero releases get you know shorter and the hero reworks kind of, you'll see a more stable meta, and it'll be able to focus a little bit more um, on like making sure that all the heroes are fun to play, you know, and that have and have you know, an mm-hmm. opportunity to play. So, uh, I think. I'm pretty good for tonight. I mean, yeah, we've covered quite a lot. We, we, I mean, we have was... a lot less heroes, a lot of more life. <laughs> That's what we are. We're the therapy couch. I know. We like to. I mean, that was the whole thing about my YouTube channel, though. Is like I wanted to be about it was heroes sneaking in real life, <laughs> basically. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you listen to my videos. The my yeah. one minute or well, not really one minute rambles. They're more like four minute, probably intro rambles. Had a lot more life skill mindset stuff wrapped in mm-hmm. than actual playing the game. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I, I like to disguise learning as, as fun. If you, if, oh, everything's if, an opportunity, right? Yeah. And if you can find a way to associate it more too. So. Yeah, exactly. So, so yeah. hopefully people are, you know, we'll I hope you guys it. enjoy really do. Yeah. It's less, it's less about how to play the game in the specific, like, you know, mechanics, because you can learn that from me, but how do you kind of find, enjoyment in the game and i think that's one of the things right now we were psychology of it (laughs) well we were we were kind of taken back by all these 
you know, announcements and stuff. And so the game we had like six weeks ago wasn't the same, you know. And so no. now it's like, okay, well, well and the perception right, so, of the game isn't the same, yeah. especially. You know, with this Diva Pro boat, uh, bro guy posted today about, you know, the game, you know, so I had, I had a good response. No, I had a good response. I took one of Tempo's uh, videos alive, which mm-hmm. talks about, you know, uh, people saying the game was, you know, esports was dead and stuff like that. And he, he has a song that's, you know, he's like, uh, I feel so alive, you know, and mm-hmm. it's a great, it's a great song. I said, so basically when people say this, I, I basically take the Tempo song and play yeah. it in my heart and take out the, S, the StarCraft references and put it in hot. I, I personally think that I, it, it couldn't be, you know, it couldn't be any better than it ever has been in general. And I've been kind of hard on anyone that does dead game. You know, if they got more than, if they said it more than three comments, I give them a ban. <laughs> well, they don't really belong in our group. I mean, if you're just no. going to say dead game all the time. I mean, there are certain friends of mine that used to say that when I would play the game and I'm like, whatever. Like I would just choose not to even facilitate the conversation because it's not even yeah, worth well, talking yeah. about. You know? <laughs> yes, you play the superior Nova. I play the inferior one. Thanks. <laughs> You're like, thank you. I like my game. I will leave it at that. Have a good day. It took you how long to lose that match? 45 minutes to an hour? I okay. lost my game in 20. <laughs> and well, maybe back then, 15. Ha! <laughs> and that, on that note, have a good night, everyone. And make sure yes. you lose your games quickly. Yes. <laughs> and without... Uh, no. Actually, with a little bit of salt, because it makes it more fun. You're just a person. (laughs) Have a good week, everybody. Peace.